I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Let me tell you about this super fly, dirty, dirty, cold, cold, muddy water, shout it, pop that pussy if you wanna. Let me tell you about this old school, going lean, candy is a collard greens, pocket full of stone, ride clean. Let me tell you about this country shit, country, country shit. Let me tell you about this country shit, country, country shit. Let me tell you about this country shit, country, country shit. Let me tell you about this country shit, country, country shit. Looking like Miss Pac-Man, hammers of O's and cat, man. I'm speaking about these pros because you know nothing about that, man. The nigga, the B.I.G. is high in flight like value jet. You thinking about the beating this, my ends is never met, nigga. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Test Podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And we're back in the house for our most countryest episode of all time. Yes, sir. Uh, straight up representing the South. Uh, you know how we do. Yes, and they further south than we is. Yeah, so Karen, you won't be the most country person on here possibly today. Woo-hoo! We oh, are breaking records. I doubt it. But um, <laughs> we, we have two voices that you might not have heard before on our show, but they actually have their own shows where you could have heard them before. They're always on Twitter all the time uh, tweeting about different things. Um, I'll start first with my man Cyber Soldier, a.k.a. Kevo. Uh hey. Me and Karen have both been on his show. Yes, we have. Separately. Uh, it's called Beating the Block. Yep. And uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, man. Tell him about your show. Uh, yeah, this is Cyber Soldier. Uh, y'all might uh, know me from Twitter. I'm a big fan of uh, the black guy who tips. Uh, as far as my show, it's just basically um, a down south show. You know, I just talk country shit about uh, the news, uh, music. I uh, bring some guests over here. As far as like, I have a guest that go with, uh, that did went to a Dynamo uh, match and basically just kind of 
gave us an update on Osaka and what that was about, and because I have no idea what Osaka is about either at all. So it's just just you know pulling in different perspectives on uh, the news and and current events. That's what's up, man. And now your co-host with that show is it? I know uh, when I when I talked to you it was uh, your your cousin, right? Yeah, it was uh, Spencer, and he's moved, so he hasn't been on the show in a couple of weeks. Right. That's what I was going to ask. Did you change co-host to your wife, or what's up with that? No, nah, I'm just uh, moving them in as I can find them, man. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever picks up the phone when it's <laughs> recording it. time, that's co-host yeah. time. Yeah, basically, man. Your I, wife. I have a real young show. <laughs> <laughs> your wife is right there. Come on, honey. Let's be cool. How long have yeah. you been doing the podcast? Uh, Maybe... Three to four months, like steady. Okay, that's what's up, man. Um, now the other voice you probably recognize if you've heard, um, cause he's been on other, other people's people podcasts. Shows, yes. I heard him on Scarcasm. Yes. Uh, the Play Hater Show. Yeah, I heard him on the Play Hater Show. I heard him on Adjective J Show. Mm-hmm. So he's really spreading the word. Oh, Scar and Sherry Show. That's what I said, Scarcasm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but uh don't you try to correct me, woman. I'm sorry. In front of company, in front of my my boys? You just gonna play me like this? Oh, um, you gonna, gonna let that slide, man? <laughs> we'll be right back. Show's over. Fuck it. Everybody out. <laughs> um, but uh yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, man. It's my man uh Titus or uh, aka Trojan Scooter. Yes. Uh and he has his own podcast, uh Sex Sports and Sneakers and his own blog. Um also, sex sports and sneakers. Um, introduce yourself, man. Tell them about your show and your and your and your website and whatnot. What's up, everybody? This uh, Trojan Scooter. Um, I am the host of Sports Sex and Sneakers, and I'm also the writer of Sports Sex Sneakers and Other Shit blog. Um, just a down south guy that loves to podcast and you know spread my, my thoughts about various stuff. Number one thing is relationships, because you know. I ain't, uh, I ain't on the hater tip or more of the take responsibility for your shit tip, so, you know. <laughs> and I don't do as much women bashing as raw, I think. It's just that, dude, it's just that in my personal life, I'm always getting flooded with, you know, questions like, why did he do this? Why did he do this? Why did he make shit fair? And I'm like, it's you. I don't know what to tell you. If all your relationship failing, the only common denominator is you. And I don't want to be mean, so I just, you know, well, maybe this, maybe that. So, you know. But for the podcast, is basically me sitting around um, shooting the breeze about different stuff. I try to keep it clean sometimes, but then again, like once I get going, the cuss word come out. So it's like, fuck, I didn't mean to cuss. Fuck. Okay. Okay, keep going. So you trying so, to do a clean podcast? I tried. Good luck. I, like, I sit down and I know I, when I sit down to come up with the, you know the topics. I like okay, I'm not gonna curse. I'm not gonna curse. And then get going, be like, yeah, this lady was tripping. Then like, nah, I ain't in the mood. This bitch is tripping. And everybody was like, most people. When I got feedback, they were like, yo, we love the show. I'm like, but I'm cussing my ass off. They were like, and like, cool, keep going, keep going with it. That's so, just know. that polite Southern mentality, man. So, you know. Now, um, here's my here's the thing. Uh, when I say women bashing, you're you're right. That is an unfair characterization because I don't feel like you're a women basher. Um, and I do joke a lot. So, in case people took that <laughs> serious, I don't think Titus women bashes. It's just hard to talk about relationship without 
bashing on women to an extent because they're really the only ones that's going to ask you a question like no dude is ever going to come to you and be like man how come all the women i date keep cheating on me because we don't give a fuck we don't want to know and no one's going to answer so so anytime you answer a woman with well it's kind of your fault which you know let's be honest most problems in relationships boil down to your responsibility whoever's asking the question because you are playing at least 50 percent of the role in, in picking and, and dealing with the motherfucker right. you fucking with. So so I right. guess uh women bashing is an unfair term. So I take that back, man. That's my fault. I was just joking. I, I know, but I heard I was like, wait, woman bashing? I said, now nah, I know I be seeing some tweets out like women ain't shit. But you know, that might be what I be thinking at the time. So I try to clean <laughs> up a little bit. But in my mind, I be like, these bitches ain't shit. But trifling hoes. Tweet yeah. women yeah. aren't working. Clean it up. You don't want to generalize, man. <laughs> exactly. It's like these women aren't anything. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I know I'm not Y'all going back. Send. I'm not going back to click click on your whole timeline to see what happened. So who knows yeah. what sparked that or what conversation is happening? Because you right. know, it, I've, I've, that's happened to me before too. I say something and then somebody just responds to that one tweet. You know, where right. I'll be like, man, motherfuck this dude, and then somebody be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't need yeah, to yeah. be Breaks. saying motherfuck people because if you fuck somebody's mother, that is a different type. And I'm like, dog, did you read when he said that I was a black ass nigger and he hates my podcast? What about that part? Can I can I respond at all? Nope. Um, right. Right. Scroll back. Yeah. Now the other thing, um, you're right. You wrote a book, actually. Yeah, I did. So I'm I'm not. I don't think he's our first official author because I think Bossy Eggby wrote a book. Yeah, and um, who knows who else wrote a book that I just forgot to ask about? Um, right. I don't know if Morgan's wrote a book or not. If Morgan hasn't, believe you me, it's on his way. Yeah, he has some stories. Yeah, he can have an audio book. That yes. brother can talk. Bilingual. Um, now, uh, what what is your book about, man? Describe your book, man. Talk about that thing. Okay, the title of it is "The Young Black and Educated: A Collection of Stories." Oh, okay. And so, it's, so it's fiction, then, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. fiction. It's okay. like um, that would never happen. That would never happen in real life. No. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no, because some of those stories was you know sparked by what was going on at a certain time. So, so wait, you, know, you like, mean well, niggas be reading and getting educations and shit? Of course. Yes, niggas do go to college, bro. I, I graduated from college. That's <laughs> I don't, I don't know. They didn't put, right, even though they put the books outside, you know, the white man house, I picked them up and read. <laughs> I'm glad you did. At least you got in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, I got, um, I really started writing it as a joke because this chick I was seeing, I had just finished reading Angels and Demons, and I was, you know, shooting a breeze. I could write a book if I wanted to. You know, she was like, whatever. And I'm like, oh, you can tell me whatever? So I started writing, and he's like, okay, cool. Passed them, you know, passed the story around. He let them read it. Like, it's great. Wrote another one, passed it around. And so I got to, like, January, February, and um, I had, like, five stories already written. So everybody was like, you should try to, you know, get it published. And I contacted a company called Publish America uh, that's based in Maryland. And it was like, we would love to publish it. And I was like, Really? I'm like, man, really? I mean, I knew, honestly, when I was writing it, I was thinking, you know, these are just my words and my thoughts on situations or whatever, and that was it. But they're like, we were publishing. But the overall idea is 
it follows three main people and over the course of a basically two years and they all live in different places and each of each chapter is a different story and involves a different issue so but when I was writing I wouldn't even aim for that it's more like eh, okay I don't want to talk about you know the typical hood rat mama with four kids I told it for daddies I want to write about somebody 28 29 college educated ain't got no man mm-hmm. that's cliche but why she ain't got no man oh she's crazy or <laughs> she's whatever and I kept going and just after a while I couldn't stop picking up the pencil so I like well so um well now when you originally said you you know you you uh sit there um now you 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 talked to uh publish america did you what did you send them exactly like yeah. did you send them a manuscript did you send them the actual yeah uh, a completed story? novel like what'd you send them no, actually i sent them the first four stories i hadn't even written the five the last three i had written four complete ones that had already been read by various people and I got feedback and you know made the corrections in the language excuse me and grammar so I just kept going um, they told me that you know once it's completed I had to have it in by July 1st but as I look what would happen I was done by like <laughs> May 19th wow right and see because like my thing is for me when it comes to writing I may not be in that mood all the time, but whenever I actually, you know, click on Microsoft Word and my fingers get going, my brain get going, and my fingers don't keep up. <laughs> That's so, a good feeling too, man. So, and I've been like that for a while, but this is like the first time I actually said, I'm gonna put these down for people to read. And um, I actually contacted a lot of people through Twitter that I, you know, had a little, you know, relationship with. Like I contacted Tammy Lorraine and let her read one. You know, I let her read a couple ones. And, you know, she gave me some great feedback on it. And I just kept rolling with it. And, um, you know, I just completed it, submitted it. And the process began in which, you know, they contact you like every other week saying this is, you know, the design we have. Um, this is the date in which you need to have your corrections done. And this is the day it gets printed. And so... When I look back upon, look the other day, I found out it actually got, became available for sale on July 5th. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even know what kind of sales it has, because I only know like one person that actually bought it already, and I'm waiting to autograph sales, so. Now, what kind of deal do you get when they do sell a book? Do you get That's paid like per book? Do you, they pay you up front? Like, how does that work? I, it, it goes by it goes by different companies. For me, it was like um, I got an advance. Um, I got advance first. Then it's like the first thousand copies. I get eight percent of the book sale. Okay. So I kept reading. I kept reading. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. Eight percent. You know, of a ten dollar book, that eight percent. Right. I did the math. That's like might be eight hundred bucks or whatever. I'm just thinking. But it's like the more you sell, the more you get back. So it got yeah. to a point where, like, after six thousand copies sold, you get fifty percent of the, the book price off top. So I'm like, I'm shooting for six thousand. Right. I'm so shooting for six thousand one. Is that a mm-hmm. traditional publisher? Actually, oh, it got started. It, I think it's both, but it just recently oh. got found like in the nineties. Um. So, 
I have a question because I work with um, books in, in my industry and what I do. Is this mm-hmm. just for the hard copies or does this include online sales? <coughs> oh, all sales. Okay. Wow. All sales. Like, um, for me right now, this particular the book that I have out, I got full control of all the hard copies. They control when it actually goes to Amazon and Google mm-hmm. and all the digital places. Mm-hmm. So, right. and the next, right. the next time I do one, I may just do it myself, totally myself, and keep all control of it. Because, you know, I was just trying to get it out, you know, then, you know, I, I found out about it later. So now, like, I don't know what's going on experiences. Now, um, you said there's a collection of short stories. Um, yeah. Now, that you said, it sounds like you're saying there's seven of them? Yeah, it's seven. Okay, do they use the same characters throughout the stories and it intertwines or is each story like a new story involving completely new people that we haven't heard the the other chapters okay um i was thinking okay let me give you the characters name there's 350 characters their name well obviously tim the young good-looking detective right who (laughs) who i'm assuming (laughs) who i'm assuming is based off of another person whose name starts with t.i titus no, it ain't based on me, honestly. It, it, okay. Tim ain't me. Tim is not me. It seems like Tim would—he's—he, he, despite being all around good guy, he's, he's looking he's for perfect. a wife. Right. And it says, right. says here he has a huge penis and uh, <laughs> has a ton of money and gets all the bitches. Yeah, so, all the time. <laughs> all the bitches. He has no right. uh, no personality flaws. So I'm assuming this is you. <laughs> no, no, it ain't me. But, uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim is a you know a guy. Uh, He's from the South. He graduated from uh, HBCU. You know. That's striking. Got a job. Got a polarized. I know. I know. But I, that's why the book is called It's Black. And I put that black and educated in. And let people know it ain't all about white people. I'm not being racist, but it's about black people. This is meant to show that black people ain't what you think. Everybody ain't like, you know, Waka Flocka and Gucci. It's, it's more... Tim walking around and you know, but um, he graduated college, had a best, you know, him and his best friend, real close, and unlike his best friend who's getting married, Tim ain't got no relationship. He didn't, you know, he fucked around with women, but they ain't never been that special to him. Um, then I thought of, a, I tried to get, come up with a woman, a female character, and when I started thinking of her, my installation was actually a track star. It was, um, I, I, I can't remember her first name, but it's Richards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonya Richards. I saw, I saw a commercial of her and I looked it up and I'm like, damn, she's sexy. So I started, you know, thinking to myself like, hmm, I'm gonna make me a character based on Sonya Richards. And I just came up, you know, with the physical characteristics and said, hmm, sounds great. I need a curveball. And so all my people that was reading it, that, well, one person was reading already from the beginning. She's like, so what are you going to do with it? I'm like, I don't know yet. Mm. And then, you know, I just came up with a different approach for her. And the last person was totally just off the top. Like, out of nowhere, her name is Bailey. She's like 35, 36, something like that. Mm. Divorced. She got two kids already. And I was like... Yeah, this is gonna be fun because I didn't want to do the typical, you know, why did I get married type shit where she need another man. I wanted something totally different, 
Hey, so, novels, I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was, you know, came over to uh, 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 a, a different approach for her life. But I just give the spoiler for her. She's a lesbian. Ah, uh, okay. That's well, all I'm saying. It's a she, she's black. She's educated. She's a mother, and she's a lesbian. So when I came with a lesbian, to my my uh, I would say my other ghostwriter, because she kept reading everything. It's like you made a, a lesbian. Why? For that reason, right there, for you to get that reaction. Mm. So you know. That's cool. Man. I didn't want to go with that cookie cutter. I didn't want that cookie cutter stuff. I didn't want her to go from you know care man sister marrying a light skinned guy. I wanted to go somewhere else with it. So I was like, fuck it. She loves titties like I love titties. Now what role? Now what role does uh, religion play in your books? Because I noticed that in most black literature, religion plays a huge part in a lot of the characters' story arcs and whatnot. Is there a lot of that in your story? Honestly, Rod, there's no religion in the book other than the fact that, that that somebody gets married in the church. That's it. Does like, Tyler Perry know about this? I know. Tyler He's, Perry did not know about this. He is if protesting. If find out about it, I probably would get uh, arrested. So, <laughs> you gonna get blackballed. If I get arrested, he might take me to a church and um get the demons cast out of me. I didn't talk about religion, but um. I just want to go another way. I was thinking for each, well, essentially for each story, there's a different issue that each person is facing at a different time. And it's all crafted from like August 2010 to December 31st of this year. So I had to run everything concurrently and different issues. So, so did you predict like the tsunami and all that stuff when you were writing it? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, okay. I ain't predict the tsunami. Only thing I, I I kept it, you know, a little more realistic because I took a conversation I had with my own best friend about basketball, and I included it just so it be clearly understood that this is occurring in 2010, you know, 2011. So, mm-hmm. all right. Hey, hey, um, hey, hey, uh, Kevo, your your mic is kind of cutting in and out on you, dude. I don't know if it's too close to you or what. We might have to call you right back. Let me. Say something real quick. Hello? Okay, alright. It sounded a little bit better. It was cutting out for a second, though. I don't know. And we... I just heard enough. Uh, it's still kind of breaking up, man. Let me let me call you right back. Alright. I'm going to add you right back. Alright, Trojan School, you still there, right? Right. Alright, cool. Let me try to call the chair real back. I don't know what that is. I have to get him to the mic. There we go. I, uh, oh, oh, that's go. a lot better. That's better. Yeah, I don't know what the, what was going on. I think I need to switch this mic out, man. All these monster cables, I don't know. Yeah, and I didn't cable. have my headphone mic. I just uh, gave it to Spence. Cause when he set up, you know, he could get on Skype. And I haven't bought any new ones yet. Yeah, them mics, dude, and the cords and all that shit, they'll fuck you up. Now, um, all right, dude. So everybody, go check out my man Trojan Scooter's book. And uh, he said, don't hit him up on Twitter asking him a whole bunch of fucking questions about the book. No, don't do that. Read it yourself. Hit him up on Facebook where he has time to sit down and go into detail about the book. Um, do you want them to, uh, is there like a Facebook group for the book or how does that work? I haven't created a Facebook group yet because um, I honestly haven't got, you know, 
no feedback on like how many books have been sold yet. Okay. But I would have one up like by the time tomorrow. Okay, okay, so look, you guys so, go look for his book, Young, Black, and Educated. Yeah, so go check it out. On, on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Um, you can always uh, go to publishamerica.net Public and uh, mm-hmm. search for the book there and uh, yeah. buy a copy. And, um, and I'm also assuming since you said you do the hard copies and online, they probably do like Kindles and e-readers and things like that too, right? Right. They do. Okay. I just don't have, I'm just not sure when it's going to be released for uh, Kindle yet. Okay. Alright, man. Well, you wrote a book, dude. That is, yes. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Impressive. Yes. That's fucking insane, dude. I, know, I can't even right? imagine. I write a lot of shit constantly, but I can't imagine trying to keep it on one subject forever. Um, but that's yeah, great. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm proud of you. And I was excited. I was very, very excited for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. No doubt. Now, yes. let's do the business of the podcast. Um, obviously, we don't have. Kevo, did you write a book? Uh, no. Okay, so well, all right. I have a half of a story, but you know, just stay tuned on that. Okay, all right. So uh, we got a half of a story. When that book comes out, or when it gets done, we can we'll have you back. You know. and we can talk. We can, we can ask yes. you a bunch of questions. I wasn't trying to most overshadow definitely. you. Yeah. Oh no, most that. No, I'm, I'm playing the background, man. It's good. All right, so this is the Blackout Tips podcast. Yeah. So we don't have a book yet either. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I coming out with my book uh, that's called. Um, don't worry about the people that you're not fucking. That, that'll be out yes. eventually. He's going to have two books. He's going to have that one. He's, he's supposed to write one with Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what he's going to call that. I'm going to ghostwrite that. Um, so the blackouttips.com, what is that? It is our website, Karen. Yes, it is. And that is where people go. And when they go there, they do all kinds of fantabulous shit. Yes. They do shit like post on our forums yeah by signing up with their twitter accounts yes you can and you can also do donations and recurring donations right uh we thank you for that guys uh also uh, when you go on to the uh website you can they like said sign on through twitter, twitter yeah join yeah. our forums join you our can, forums uh, you can start new shit. forums yeah, well, you can start new discussions in the forums. Oh, my bad. You can comment on the polls. Yes, you can. Because we have a poll for every single episode. Yes, we do. And they're always awesome. You know, they'll talk about all kinds of ratchetness that you can leave a comment for when you vote in the poll. You don't have to just vote and not get your voice heard. You can vote in there and say, you know, this is what I think. And then the next person can vote and they can read your comment and they can respond to you and be like, motherfucker, that's bullshit. Yes. And we will read them on the Saturday feedback shows. And also, for those of you that are new to the show, you can go back and listen to all upteen episodes we have. Yeah. Um, and then also, of course, you can find us on iTunes. Yes. Facebook, yes. Podomatic, and Stitcher Radio. Yes, you can. Favorite us on Stitcher Radio. Let them know that you like our show. Um, of course, on iTunes, you can leave us what kind of reviews, Karen? Five stars only. That's the only kind I'm reading on the show. On That's feedback. the only kind we care about. You know what I'm saying? Fuck constructive criticism. Mm-mm. Give me five stars and then leave some constructive criticism. That's right. But don't just be trying to be like, I'm being constructive. It's only three stars right now. Just suck my dick. You're not a fan of me <laughs> personally. <laughs> In life, because you're not following instructions. Nobody gives their stars. kids. Nobody gives their kids three stars. No. I know a bunch of dumb motherfucking kids that come home and get five stars every day from their parents because they love them. <laughs> they give them five stars of love, and then they give them cr- criticism. They be like, yes. "I love you, son, but you dumb as hell." Okay. <laughs> That's how they used to do my little brother. So I know how it goes. So I don't believe in that. Oh, it's three stars, but that's because you can improve later. I don't want to improve. No. Just give me, tell me what I can improve on and give me my five stars, bitch. That's right. 
Um, and we're almost at a hundred of those, so I appreciate y'all that do that. Thank you, guys. Um, you can call the show seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Yep. Leave us a voicemail. We appreciate the people that do that. We do. Um, we always play those back. Uh, you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. And we read all the emails, and I, I, I respond to all the emails, too. It's not always a long response, because I did just do a fucking feedback show to <laughs> talk about to response to your email, but I'll still respond in writing, too. Um, and the official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball is string. Bullet string. <laughs> <laughs> bullet ball, bullet ball. That's a bullet uh, ball. I can imagine there are people that get this breaking out and start singing their theme song. Um, now, <laughs> I gotta get Mark Griffin on one of these days. Yes, we got to, baby. I'm, I'm almost scared to contact him on Facebook because he might think that that shit ain't funny that what we be talking about. You might be like, oh, you think that's funny, motherfucker? That's my dream. Like Mark Griffin goes crazy him, though, and he kind of religious too. He, we gonna be cursing, calling him nigga. He gonna be mad as shit. Um, <laughs> the podcast that'd be a good show. <laughs> It'll be short. That nigga hang up on us so quick. <laughs> like nigga, what was you thinking? Yeah. Oh shit, I'm watching the video right now. He'd be like, "Fuck y'all, fuck the blackout tips. I'm out." Um, so this like, podcast, the theme the rest of the show. This podcast is one of my favorites. <laughs> Yes. Because why is it one of my favorites? Because it's sponsored, Karen. M O N E Y. This podcast is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. This is your last chance, motherfucker. You, the person listening that was thinking about the shit that I told you for the last two weeks. Yes, sir. But yet, somehow, you still didn't do what the fuck I said. Nope. Well, this is your last chance. Get off your bitch ass and get on, get into their auditions. For their new comedy feature film, Dirt Cheap Therapy, which is being filmed in Charlotte on Monday, August the 1st. You procrastinating motherfuckers. It is almost time. Yes, it is. Yeah, August the 1st is like a, a one day over a week away. It's eight days yes. away. Now, obviously, it's going to be a little hard casting because that is the same day that welfare checks come out and things oh, like that. Bad times. Bad times. cars, you know, just, yeah. just wake up a little early. You don't want to be away from the mailbox on, too long, but he is doing casting for this day. He's doing auditions. If you're good at improv and you live near Charlotte, North Carolina, email Shadow Dog Productions and the Shadow Dog Dot Productions at gmail.com. For more information, you can also hit them up on Twitter at Shadow Dog Pride. Special consideration will be given to those with stand-up comedy experience. Cool. People like Chris Lambert that yeah. does stand-up comedy. People like the Dark Hater that do stand-up comedy. People like Scarfinger who has listened to stand-up comedy before. <laughs> um, and you can and you can do that. And auditions are from five thirty to six. 30 p.m. only, Morning. so you had time to check the mail, mm-hmm. go to your, well, okay, go to the check in the cashing place, because probably if you're getting the welfare check, you probably do not have a bank account. Nah, so it ain't no direct positive right. happening. Right, so you can, yeah. go to, you can go to check in the cash, get yeah. about 60% of your check. Yeah, and on top of that, it's 5.30, you know, banks close at 5, so right. you have a whole 30 minutes to get there. Yes, so make sure y'all do that, man. This, it's not a game, folks. You could be in a movie and not uh, one of those skeevy porn movies. A, a real, actual movie you can show to your mama and your friends. And be proud of. And you didn't have to okay. get naked for it. And yeah, you don't even... I didn't see no nudity in the movie that he sent us. No. So, and I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm no, saying that as positive. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're very classy. Now the titles made me think it was nudity, but he fooled me. Dexter has class. Now in a week, we will actually be down there. Yes, we will. Live and in person. Yeah. Talking to Dexter and his crew staff of his uh uh, and and recording the audio play with them, and then recording the episode of Blackout Tips. Yes. So and we'll find out more details about that. Now we're gonna set that all up, but. You know, he's doing it big, man. Yes, he is, y'all. Y'all motherfuckers need to get up on this, man. Don't don't sit around going, oh, when you see the movie, like, oh, man, I could have been in that movie. I just couldn't audition. Motherfucker, do you think that is what Tom Cruise said the first time he auditioned for his first movie role? Huh? No. Do you think he was at Risky Business like 530 to 630? I'm good. Nah, his ass was there at 345, nah. camping outside. Yeah. Uh, you got to catch that opportunity. Exactly. He said, let me stop sucking his penis and go out there and perform. <laughs> and make some money, dog. That's right. Tom Cruise is gay. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, I had random thoughts and shit, man. And, uh, you know, since we did, we're performing the Southern, all Southern Fried edition of the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully everybody yes, listens. Yes, y'all. Everybody listening to this, hopefully they got like uh, some fried chicken. Everybody with Sherry. Sherry don't like fried food. I told her I didn't think she was black. She said she don't like fried food or fried chicken? Fried food. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, remember Sher- Sherry mixed though, and she's from yeah. Boston, so she ain't southern. She don't count. Yeah, she not southern. Oh, okay, okay, my bad. Yeah. I'm scratching off the list. Sherry's half white. She's always talking about cheese and shit. She's a she's old- clam chowder, man. That's what I think. Oh, I love exactly. chowder. Yeah, she'll always be like, yeah, uh. Um, Brian, I don't like what you said about that cheese in your last tweet. And I'm yeah. like, that's because you half white, baby. And, and I love Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Not Krispy Kreme. She loves Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Yes. You let a cheese eater lay seed inside of your mama. Ah, ah, and this ah, is what ah, happens. Ah, ah. You, you have cheese hey. eater. You're a day walker. Yes. Uh, I can co-sign that, man. White people do love cheese. I worked yes. in the service industry, and they love cheese. I'm sorry. You know, that's, and part that's of a, that's an observe that's an observation. And part of me envies the half white people because they get they just like Blade. They have all of the strengths, none of the weaknesses. So they they can <laughs> eat cheese with no lactose intolerance. True. Hybrid. You know? <laughs> yeah, hybrid. Dog. Yeah. They day walkers. Yeah, man. They, I don't blame. Yeah, them. They don't have to drink lactose free milk or silk milk or almond yeah. milk. Yeah, I had to buy some almond milk today. I've never had that shit before, but I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't want to get up at four in the morning. No. Yeah, the milk do that to me too, man. I eat cereal that night. The next morning's terrible. Yes. It's a nightmare, man. Damn you cows and your delicious milk. Well, yeah, I don't be up. I just <laughs> fought all night long, and I don't think you want to be around me when that happens. No, of course not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because a lot of people say, why do why do men go get white women? This is why I care. It's not oh, about oh, because it's I, not about racism. It's just that, that people just don't want to deal with the, the gas all night. Uh, yeah. You know, black women love milk after after like ten o'clock at night. Um. <laughs> so why why is Superman the only superhero that actually kept his job throughout his whole career? That was what I was thinking. Spider Man, no, Spider Man. Spider Man done lost mad. I was about to say, yeah, I thought about it. Wait a minute, yeah. nigga got fired all the time. He got an on again, off again relationship with the Daily mom. Bugle. Spider Man worked like a Jamaican man. He had a whole bunch of jobs. Bro. Yeah, he's like a pizza delivery man. Messing bike messenger, steady fighting crime. And um, Batman, of course, he owned the company. You, yeah. you CEO of Wayne. You, that ain't count as keeping your job. Nah. You know he ain't gotta be there. No. You know, but I was just thinking, man, like Superman's the only dude. This nigga been a reporter forever. 
Mm-hmm. And they aged. Am I the only one that says this nigga look the same in the past 45 years and he ain't got a great health? What's wrong with this picture? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, nobody noticed that. <laughs> Am that's I a good point, man. That Wolverine in it. Yeah, because <laughs> you gotta figure like Lois Lane gotta be getting up there like fifty or sixty, yes. and then Clark's right. still looking young as shit. Yes, like I just work out, Lois. Like the Metropolis is dumb as <laughs> I shit. I mean, he can't. I mean, he can't die, so everybody's gonna be getting old with him. And it, it's weird too because like, how do they explain Superman's aging? Because he used to be Superboy. Okay. And then he, he grew up into like male adulthood, and then this nigga never got a gray hair. He just, At all. He the nigga stayed yeah. thirty forever. He oh. just aged during uh, different series of comics, man. It was just like Superboy, not Superman, you know. And it's, yeah. Why right. was there no super geriatric movie? <laughs> nigga in a, old man. Yeah, that nigga in a wheelchair flying with a cape. Does that <laughs> does that make Lois Lane a cougar? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it will eventually. Yeah. When she's sixty, she'll be a that's, cougar. Yes, that's what I thought. If Clark still wants her ass. Oh, right. I didn't think about he, that. He's eternally young and fertile, man. Yeah, why didn't he get up with? He should have been trying to hit Wonder Woman all this time because she ain't gonna age either. Yeah, that could have been a happy couple. Mm-hmm. And do, can you imagine ass kids? Can you imagine they sex? God damn. Man, I think Wonder Woman would be on a power trip, though, man. She look like she be trying to dominate, bro. Yeah, she don't man, like men. That's true. She that, came from an island full of lesbians. The Amazonians, man. Man, they would really make the bed rock, then. That bed shit. They wouldn't have a bed by like, the time they, they just finish. go up. They just fly off into space and destroy the moon one night. <laughs> like, fuck it, girl. I'm about, to, I'm about to tear your shit up. Meet me on Mars at about <laughs> 6 o'clock tonight. <laughs> they get a call on a submarine. Boop, boop. Oh, all of a sudden we have this seismic waves, but we don't know what's happening and we don't see where the, where the waves are coming from. Yes. Yeah. Radar. Radar be going off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, instead of like smack me on my ass, she'd be like, hit me with that heat vision on my ass, boy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she already got that rope work and that whip shit. Like, throw that lasso of truth on me, girl. Yeah, she already got a hey. she got a hooker uniform. She be like, who's made? She be like, who's is this? And then she throw that whip on you. Be like, it's 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 yours. Damn, I said <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. That relationship with that truth rope. That shit. Yes. Uh, that shit. Nigga, where you been? Yeah. Why you coming home so late? You know, and it's not even that you would be cheating. It's just that people tell little lies all the time to protect them their relationships. Yeah, and he can see through shit, so he can right. see her too. Yeah, he will be able to see like who the fuck you texting, bitch. Yes, I was looking. <laughs> of course, I know your Facebook password. I'm Superman. Yeah. Of course I know it. <laughs> I was looking through the wall. I see you text Tyrone. What the hell yeah. is going on? Is this Aquaman's number in your fucking phone? Yes. Aquaman, you know this? You know Aquaman's he- just her gay friend, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aquaman probably never got no pussy in the Superman no. in the Superman world. Mm-mm. But yeah, I, I just always wondered that, man. But yeah, that relationship probably would have sucked, dude. Yes, that, it would. Because the last or truth, man, it's not that you would be find out he's cheating or something. But but it's like you know, uh, do I look fat in these jeans? And then she lasso the truth his ass. He be like, well, you did put on about ten to fifteen pounds. Damn! Why are you doing this, woman? You know you don't want to know the answer to this shit. I'm attracted to your sister. Goddamn! Can't we be normal? Always. <laughs> <laughs> I told your every ass time, not to get that fake pocketbook, girl. Every time she get the lasso, you know y'all finna argue. Right. Exactly. Like, like we need to talk and she just swinging the lasso. Oh, here we go. Yeah. You're like, look, just don't even throw it on me. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I find relationships to be stifling in general. It's not you. Um, it's me. 
So I asked this dude on Twitter. He said he had this great job where he could wear uh, any type of clothes that he wanted. His his casual vacation clothes to his job. What the hell? Uh, yeah. No, no, he has a good job, and I and I was like, damn, man, that that sounds cool as hell. I would love to be able to do that as a black person. And then I said, uh, I, I sent him a, a, a tweet, and I said, are y'all hiring? And I added a little more to the tweet because I realized how silly that sounded. I said, are y'all hiring? If y'all are hiring, are y'all hiring black people? All right. Right. Yeah. And he responded back. He said, yes and no. Oh, damn. Well, there you go. Because <laughs> they would never let niggas dress how we dress outside of work at work. No, and, and you know what? I realized this, and I realized this at most jobs. The more casual you dress, the more money you make. Like, niggas that come into the meetings with their sandals, they flip-flops, and they look like they got a good tan, they make money. Everybody mm-hmm. else yeah. is in them suits yeah. and them ties, and everybody else is all dressed up. That's a good one. Yeah, and then it go down the line to uniforms. And, and yep. With the company name stitched in big orange letters across your chest, and you know you can't because you, you could go into like on a lunch break, you can tell who's got the the good job and who don't, because you got somebody to come in there with half the company across their chest and uh, yeah. work boots on. Uh, you know they work hard for their money, and then you got the cat to come in there with the tie half tied with the leather shoes and and basically uh, you know sometimes don't even have a tie because fuck it, that's a casual job, you know. But yeah. that dude makes dope. Yes, sir. Mm. You can wear open toe shoes and jeans. I've seen it. Well, when college started, I wish that's how they would have told us what to pick our major in. You know, like instead of telling me like helped. that, that, that truly would help me. Yeah, instead of telling me like, yo, if you're uh, a computer analyst, you get to make this amount of money. I actually would have liked them to show me pictures of people going to work, and I'd be like, oh, that dude in the um in the cargo shorts. What the fuck does he do? Yes. Is that a cut-off T-shirt? Is that, that does that T-shirt have no sleeves on it? How much does he make? Open toe shoes. I want that job. Right? He yeah. even wears socks. Right? He's not wearing socks. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, man. So, uh, you know how a lot of rappers have songs about everyone is talking bad about them behind their back, and uh, it, it, and it's a lot of artists. Like Drake has a bunch of songs. Like every artist, Jay Z. They always had these niggas is talking, the streets is talking, and motherfuckers always trying to get you, and mm-hmm. people lying in your face, and smiling in your face all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I realized that it's actually true. Um, and the reason I think this is true is because I was listening to uh, Lil B. His, oh, that terrible shit! And it was funny that we was riding the car, and I was just listening, and I was and I listened and. Uh, more he talked, the worse it sound. I finally asked Roger, I was like, Roger, who the fuck is this? They sound terrible. Yeah. He was like, Lil B. I said, oh. So, what I think it is, is, um, I believe that because so many good artists co-sign each other, and then they co-sign whack niggas, because they know, like, if you listen to Where's My 40 Acres, if you want to, if you want to hear, listen yes. to the podcast, Where's My 40 Acres, whenever they have a rapper who's a guest on Whenever they start going in on people in the industry, people who us as fans, widely regarded as whack motherfuckers, whenever they start going in, the artists always clam up. Yeah, exactly. it's money. Like, yeah, it's money. And I'm not yeah. trying to tell them to go lose their fucking money, but I'm just saying, when you go on the record and you rap, you like, and whack niggas is trying to imitate Drake, but then you get a dude on there, you be like, what do you think about, you know, uh, 
the fact that this rapper uh, Lil B is out here trying to imitate Drake with some of this or whatever, and then he'll just be like, "Yeah, well, you know." You like, huh? What was that, bro? Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, just like I was saying, uh, uh, you know, Lil B, I don't got nothing to get, so, you know, hustle, get your paper. you like, dog, that's not what you be saying on the album. So I think that's exactly. why, that's why rappers have all these fucking songs, like, niggas are fronting your face, because they will front in your face. They actually will, like, Talib yeah. Kweli will absolutely tell you that Soldier Boy is not whack on Twitter and in Soldier Boy's face. And blah blah blah, and then he'll do a fucking song and on, on Gutter Rainbows that'll be saying, and all these whack niggas need to get their jiggle raps out of here or something. You be like, wait, the nigga, the Soldier Boy. So anyway, what do y'all think about that, man? My thing. I just think they, it's, it's about the money. That simple, like you just trying to make sure you have that guy just in case. Man, I need a hit. You know, I, I need a hit. I need somebody to come in. I need some ringtones to be downloaded. I need somebody to help me with some money. So I'm going to holler at this whack-ass nigga just because I want some sales. It's just weird, too, because, like, I can't picture a day when Khalil Kweli is going to actually get Soulja Boy in a song with him. Yeah. So it's like, why the fuck are you doing all this? Different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, like, why are you even doing all this, dude? You know, like, um, you know, and, I, like, I love Lil Brother. But Fonte co-signed and Lil B. Why are you going through all this, dog? Like, at the end of the day, Lil B moved brick. He moved brick. His unit sold shit in the, in the fucking store. So you sold out some of your integrity as Fonte a little brother. You actually ended up doing a podcast defending your decision to work with him. Which, honestly, if you have to defend your decision to work with him to your fans, that's not a hint that you probably fucked up. You ain't doing podcasts. You know what I'm saying? He didn't do a podcast after they did that song with Lil Wayne. He had to, because why? Because we understood. We was like, well, Lil Wayne can actually rap. And at the time, Lil Wayne was actually doing this thing. That's right. You know what I'm saying? He, you don't have to defend that shit when you work with uh, L's Eye or uh, anybody like that. You know, you do a song with Tanya Morgan. You don't have to come and defend anything because we all understand that y'all have integrity. We understand that these dudes can actually rap. You do a song with Lil B and everybody goes, what the fuck are you doing? Now you got to do an entire podcast dedicated to why you work with this dude. And yet, I, me, the fan, I'm supposed to be the asshole. And and my, my thing is this. I agree with Troja Scooter. I think that it's all about money. Because when you talk to these people, they never know where the next uh, bomb beat maker's going to be. They never know where the next bomb Rappers never gonna be, and you know, let's say Lil B went out there. It's some whack niggas making a lot of money. It just blew up. You know, it's almost like everybody wanna get on the train before the train leaves the building. Nobody wanna be left behind and laughed at because they didn't get on Lil B. Then why have integrity at all? Why ever rap about whack niggas and how 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 the industry sold you out and how they playing whack videos all day? Why even rap about that and, shit? And, and, and then if you're gonna just turn around and be like, so uh, Lil B getting a lot of buzz on 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 uh, YouTube, and you know this is what the youth is into, and you know I got to get into this. Like, no nah, man, you actually don't have to get into that, man. Like, unfortunately for Fonte, little brother, that's never gonna happen. That's true too, and and this is the way I look at it. I think that over time, 
Like when rap first started, people rapped about things that they knew about. They rapped about things they could relate to. They rapped about their lives. And as time went on, you had big record industries get a hold of rap. They kind of morph rap and change rap. And now it's a moneymaker game. And they have people that, that they actually are paid to tell them, don't your ass go out there and slander nobody. Right. So, you know, they can't really go out there and do it because then not only would they be losing money for them, they're losing money for other people. But it's not really a money make a game anymore in my opinion um like look at uh like all right so like Trojan Scooter wrote a a book Uh uh-huh he just on our podcast and I was like I brought up Tyler Perry and Steve Harvey he's like yeah fuck them niggas he didn't say oh but Steve Harvey has a book it's gonna shut me down like to me music is the same way you actually have so many avenues through the internet to be able to get on and sell your own product and have your and write your own fucking uh history why would you even need to to kowtow to somebody like Little B for some fucking YouTube hits? Like, why would you even feel, need to do that? Because honestly, that's never gonna sell Little Brothers records. Like, there aren't a bunch of twelve year olds who like Little B who also want to go hear uh, Fonte rap about paying bills. Nah, twelve year olds don't know about no bills. All they know is the bills they know about is twenty dollars bills. That's it. They don't give a damn about no other bills. And I was thinking about that recently, though. I think like two days ago, really. Um, I like the reason why a lot of people co-sign, you know, whack people that's supposed to be hot, because that that person that's doing the co-signing is lazy. Because I thought about Crick. Like everybody, that we all love Crick was here and Return of Forever. But when you go back and you know look him up on the internet, you find out, oh shit, he had five, six mixtapes for him. Nobody want to do that though. Nobody want to go. You know, make mixtape after mixtape and sell it, and hopefully, you know, build up a fan base. Nobody won't do that no more. Or like Ludacris did back in the day. Like his first album was what back for the first time. There was a whole. It was just incognito all over again. And all he had done with that album was, you know, went in the studio, made a song, sold the shit out of his trunk for seven dollars a pop, kept all the money. It did start getting the major money, but nobody want to do that no more. It's like um, what I think of. It's like in the uh, from a slaughterhouse. Um, Joe Budden said, "There's too many blueprints and not enough architects. Like it's laid out for you to get the money, but everybody can't go and build it. Like yeah, nobody want to go point. and build no more. Like I hear somebody hear that song. Like I don't, you know, Buds might be an asshole, but that line, he, he, too many blueprints, not enough architects. I'm like, that's true." Like, everybody came, like, Jay laid it out for his, the people that didn't do it his way. But you ain't Jay. I mean, Jay was putting out album after album after every year because he was the only motherfucker on Rockefeller. Now, if you like, if you, let's say, Prince and Wayne, Wayne technically ain't got to do an album every year. He could, you know, do one in 2009, come back to 2012 because it's other people on the roster. But because of, you know, industry buzz and other artists want to, Work with you and producers. He gonna probably try to have me every year if he don't go to jail again. Yeah, I, I mean, so, oh, I hate Kev. Kev, you want to say something? Oh, I, I was saying, yeah, man, and everybody's following the same blueprint. So, yeah, I mean, but, that, and that that rings true. Is is there needs to be more architects to to create different lanes? That's right, what's wrong right. with it, and that's why, um, you know. Uh, Fontaine is fighting for his integrity now because it was a mistake him, you know, doing that with Lil B. It's crazy too because if anything, 
I would say look at Lil B as the blueprint, but use it for positive. Like if you're gonna say instead of just saying let me just hop on Lil B's bandwagon, throw him on the song. And to be honest, they so haphazardly threw him on that fucking song because it was like Fonte drops a killer verse, they throw Lil B in the middle, break his verse up into two halves, and then Gene Grey goes on and kills the verse. Like, I don't even know if they were even in the same studio for that shit. And, and, and they threw him on there or whatever. But it's like, instead of doing that, why don't y'all look at how he came up on, on, on YouTube and see how many videos he filmed, how many songs he did, and start taking y'all shit and filming it with just one HD steady cam and start filming y'all shit that way and start trying to flood the, the YouTube with your songs. And maybe you could get on virally if that's what you're gonna do, because the laziest right. shit you can do is throw him on a fucking song. Yes, and right. Just right. use use it as a foundation. Don't build your whole house. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and on top of that, I feel like this. A lot of people have gotten lazy over the years, and they have not adjusted and adapted to the change in music. A lot of people say right. they, they 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 see the change, but they fail to realize now it is going to YouTube. People can't go on BET. People can't go on MTV and see your video anymore. I'm going to get a 5 to 10 second snippet of your video. And I think that... Like he was talking about the architectures, yes, a lot of people they don't have the creativity that it really takes to create their own building. This is why they pay other people to be creative for them, which is a killer because at at the end of the day, the person that makes the money is the person that creates it, not the person that always builds it. Yeah. It's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, it's crazy, man. I don't I don't know. Anyway, I think but I think these rappers are right. Because I used to be like, man, rappers are some bitches. But now I'm like Oh, you know what? They are some bitches. They're surrounded by bitches. So they're right. People are always talking about your back, behind your back. Yeah, because that is literally what they're doing when they subliminally go on a track and say everything about you except your name. Yes. And yeah. They, right. yeah. Yes. And then on top of that, the people that are on top of their game are some of the hardest hustlers and some of the wackest niggas, same thing. They are some of the hardest hustlers. And like y'all said, nobody watches and say, what are they doing to get out there to push and promote? You know, get out there, get on your grind and make that money. Instead of doing that, they go, well, I don't want to cut my money off. So I work with a wack ass nigga versus doing what you need to do to put your stuff out there for the people. It's called paying dudes. People who want to, they, exactly. they want to skip it. They want to skip it and try to, you know, just just get in the industry overnight, and and they're willing to do anything to do it. And and you know, the majority of times it's not going to work out the way that they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to add one more thing: the, the integrity, having the integrity as an artist will pay off. Because I know for a fact that from the time I was like 12 years old to this day. If you say the words UGK album or Eight Ball MJG album, I got at least twenty friends that's gonna go by, and, and some of them are women, and some of them are are, are are bankers, school teachers. You'd be like, what the fuck? I was dating a chick. She was a banker. I was like, what are we gonna listen to? So I hold on, let me put this in. All of a sudden, I just chicken tea. What the fuck? She's like, I love Project Tech. I love Three Six. <laughs> oh, okay, but. It goes back to that integrity and that paying due because um, I think I was trying to have, I, I had this argument, discussion with somebody that I know everybody loves outcasts, like when they, you know, they prop. But for me, my favorite is UGK because even though they went gold on mostly all eight albums or whatever, 
that feels about word of mouth. I don't know what UGK album got as much publicity or promotion as other people's album. I mean, people were like, I ain't never heard UGK till uh, volume three. And I'm like, I know people that never heard of Jay-Z until Big Pimpin'. So, look at it. Plus, by that time, they already had four albums done, and I had all four. Plus, they had the side you know, other up. side hustles. Exactly. It was like, yeah, um... You know about yeah you hear you just hearing them on Big Pension, but you go read an interview, Jake. Like yo, I've been listening to UGK for years. I love him. I love Bun. And then you go hear you know you hear some songs. You be like, wait a minute, I heard that dude speak that before. Like you know, part of Jake, um, actually part of Jake flow from Nine and Nine Problems. Bun B had stayed on like two, three UGK albums ago. Mm. Be like once upon a time, not too long, too long ago, ago, a nigga like myself had this strong Omaha. Yep. Bun said it, and it was like niggas ain't feeling it. Jay said, man, that's that shit tight, nigga. I'm like, y'all niggas are stupid. You yeah. go listen to music. <laughs> I'm saying, like, if you go listen to music and really just sit and listen to music, you can get a feel for it. Cause I'm sorry, well, from we judge music by can we put it in the car? And ride by five, ten miles an hour and bump without skipping. Right. Without skipping. So it's like, if I hop in this, if I hop in this 84 Caprice on these 24s and the holes start flocking to this car. Right. I, I keep it in rotation. But if I come around playing some little bit and holes looking at me like, nigga, what's the fuck wrong with you? Like that it. shit get thrown out the window immediately. Cause you know, chicks ain't checking for that. But you know, again, they ain't got no integrity, and you know they ain't really down to put in that work. You yeah, know? I, I mean, I definitely agree, man. With the uh, the way we listen to music in the South is definitely trying to just put that shit in and can you ride to it? Because you know it's a car culture anyway. Like you, yeah, we don't exactly. have the trains and the subway, so it's like if you mm-hmm. can't put your car put your car uh, slow and then roll, put your uh, put, lean your chair back yeah, and start whipping that. Start and roll through the parks, yeah. Roll down the strip, or and roll down some wood yeah, in Houston, that we had that, that highway music because we we have like a whole bunch of beltways and highways around here, and that's how right. we get around the city because it's so spread out and, and like that's our thing. It's like I want to be able to coast on the beltway to this song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Just 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 go like 80 and just be bumping it, or I go slow on, on the street like be bumping in the residential neighborhood. You know? Yeah. And, and you have different uh different songs that are catered to that, and you you can feel the artist. And, and how they want to kind of bring that out, and if you if you make that connection with a fan, man, that's that's good music because you know exactly. what you're making your music for, and that's yes. what differentiates me, uh, differentiates to me a lot of good artists to, from whack artists. From whack artists, just rap at you, you know, like Lil B. Oh my God, this nigga, yo, he, <laughs> yo, oh, it's like he don't, he's on, he doesn't even know what he's gonna say next. No, like it's like honestly he like the whole thing. It's like he freestyled the entire album, honestly. That's how it feels to me, man. Cause he's just making shit up and he's contradicting himself within like a one bar or two bars. Like these niggas is out here co-signing him and talking about he's clever. Like I lost a lot of respect for Lupe Fiasco over the little B shit. Like a lot of people are like, you ain't lose respect when he said Obama was a terrorist. Not really. Uh-huh. Like I, 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 I expect paid that. Attention. I knew he didn't vote. Come on. I, yeah, I expect that from his hippie ass. That's my dude. 
Like when it, you know, everybody got that one friend that sits at home, smokes weed, and when you bring up serious shit, they just be like, man, I don't even really fuck with it like that. And then they tell you something that completely is ignorant, but you leave him alone because you like, oh, that's just how he is. He a hippie. You know what I mean? But but when he's co-signed Lil B and wrote an entire blog post about it, I'm like, dog, I'm sorry. But I lost some respect for you right there, man. Because as an artist that actually puts thought into your shit, to be co-signing this thoughtless piece of shit, like, and, dude, and that on, makes you look bad co-signing that shit. And on top of that, the thing about it is that I don't even really... I listen to rap and I enjoy rap. But his stuff was so terrible. I said, I thought to myself, man, if I could sit down by myself <laughs> and write some better lines... Yeah. Then he did. That's terrible. This nigga said they don't have sidewalks in third world countries. Like that was deep. Word. You know. They don't got water in third world countries. <laughs> yeah. They don't have sidewalks in parts of America, nigga. It's not it's not that. That's how about the lack of water in some place in America? Right. Like how about the lack of food and water and shelter and the constant wars and upheaval? Oh no, nah, you don't want to talk about that? Nah. <laughs> they got sidewalks. They fucked up out here. Ain't no the city ain't repairing them shits, man. You know, he rap he raps like one of the people that go to the gym and they watch the news on TV, but they can't hear the sound because they listening to their iPod. He raps like that about current events. Like he ain't, he don't really know what's going on, Mm-mm. but he saw something. He's like, I did see they didn't have no sidewalks over there. <laughs> like, hey, they didn't even have sidewalks. <laughs> but um, so uh, the black people in my job, uh, this has been an interesting trend that I've noticed. Uh, okay. Because I, I I pretty much don't talk to anybody in my job, white or black. And um, I take we have scheduled you, you equal opportunity. Yeah, I, I discriminate against everybody. So we have um we have our we have our scheduled break times mm-hmm. and we go to uh take our break and I always go somewhere by myself. Yes. You know, in the morning I go in the car and I call the morning Jones. Yes. Uh in the afternoon I just go sit on this chair over in this like little lobby area and I just uh play Angry Birds or Words with Friends or something like that. Okay. Um and my black co-workers they all go on the second floor and they sit outside now i don't sit with them but they're on the same floor i'm on which immediately makes me feel like i hope this shit don't come back and make me look bad i hope they don't think i started the segregation movement just because i don't talk to anybody out there and be like and then ron took all the black people with him because <laughs> they used to didn't do this shit but now all of them do it man they don't even speak to me <laughs> But they be over there with me, so hopefully I, they don't be like, yo, Rod, we need to get rid of this motherfucker. So, Rod, 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 you led the Negro revolt to the second floor, man? What happened? <laughs> I'm like the Malcolm X of, the, of my job and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, we gotta keep an eye on this one. The copy machine didn't land on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> but, Plymouth um, Rock landed on this damn paper. Yeah, but um, the, the thing is, like, it's like a natural segregation it's just weird and um i actually tweeted about it on twitter like man it's weird that all the black people on my job are starting to just kick it with only each other during the breaks and then by default the white people end up kicking it you know whatever they're doing i was thinking at my job too it does that at your job too yeah it's not just your job yeah damn y'all too yeah it's rare i have a co-worker this white that i kick it with but overall uh our culture, I don't know about it, no, but our culture down south is very segregated. Even though, you know, put it like this, I think that people are 
forced to work together, mm-hmm. but they yeah, don't yeah. hang together. It's almost like high school. Everybody mingles, and we can get along. We ain't gonna fall out. Right. But at yeah. lunchtime, everybody sit at their separate tables. And that's kind yeah, of how it is in the workplace. It almost doesn't change. You well, rarely see mixed people conjugate. Well, what was weird to me is, like, I tweeted that that was happening, and all of a sudden, motherfuckers was hitting me up like, Rod, you should bridge the gap. You should be the one to start hanging out with the white people. I'm like, Nick, first of all, that that's going to that's gonna make me look the most sellout of all. Like yep, that's, exactly. There's no way from like now all the black people they already don't talk to them. They probably already think I'm I don't like them or something anyway. They're <laughs> yeah, telling secrets. Yeah, now I'm gonna be with the white people. Yeah, like, agent. I'm one of the good ones. You know, I'm 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 Michael. I'm uh, Michael Steele. Yes. You know, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's up with them niggas outside. Look at them. <laughs> but um, so I was like, I'm not doing it for that reason. Two, I'm not MLK. I just want to <laughs> check. I'm not talking to any of y'all, man. I'm trying to save them. It's not. Yes. I would love. Yeah. Some of my coworkers seem cool as shit. I would love to be able to talk to them. I don't want to take that chance. What? Like one of them added me on Facebook the other day. She's a real cool chick. But I had to put her in my Facebook separate, like coworker That's section, right? Where you yeah. can't see anything because I, the last thing I need to do was come into a meeting and somebody be like, "So what is the black guy with tips?" And I'm like, "Huh? What? White what? people are in here." Yes, what what are we talking about? And that's the same thing with me. The the coworker I was telling you about, she's a white girl. She's the only person that even knows and listens to the podcast. Uh, and uh, and she is a cheese eater. Yes, she is. Yes, she has red yeah. hair and she's a cheese yeah. eater. And um, she yes, yeah, and, ginger cheese eater. Yes, and uh, she's hilarious. She gets the joke. She understands. And like I said, she's really really cool. But. Most people know I keep to myself. I mind my business. Uh, I, I put like this. I'm about a check. All this conjugal shit. I ain't got time for that. This conjugal shit is not paying my conjugal. bills. What is that? What is that? Conjugal, mean? conjugating, whatever hell. Conjugating. Yes, conjugating. <laughs> <laughs> conjugal <laughs> is like when people yeah, have you, sex in you prison. You were preparing to the church. Oh, I'm, my bad. Yeah, like a conjugal term. <laughs> like if your husband's in prison. And the wife visit him in prison. They they want to have sex. They have that's called a conjugal visit. Oh my so bad. That's, what, that's, that's not happening. Kind of got in trouble for not having. Right. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, I hope that you uh you're not getting conjugal with your coworkers. Uh, no no. You might have to talk. <laughs> no my bad. Wrong term. My bad. I do not be getting freaky at the job. Well all this uh okay. yeah, yeah conjugating. But um yeah, it's just weird to me, man. I didn't realize that it was like that at everybody's job, yo. Yes, and a lot oh, it's deep like that. Yeah, a lot of people won't um, admit it and things like that, or they just ignore, or they just assume it's the norm. Yeah, and they just don't pay any attention. It's rare uh, that you see like black and white, and you might see it more in, in men before you see it in women. Right. Oh yeah. But um, it's rare that you do it. I I've even known some people. Who have, I call them secret relationships. The reason why I call them secret friendships is because, like, on the floor, you wouldn't even know they're friends. Right. But I seen them sneak out and, like, run to lunch together and things like that. I was like, oh, okay, y'all cool. Yeah, I, I had a coworker that, uh, she was, she was actually really cool. And the only reason I told her, I told her about the podcast right when she was like, I'm leaving this place. I'm about to quit. I was like, oh, cool. I got a podcast. Check it out. It's funny. <laughs> you seem like you would get right. it. Yeah. I had a co-worker like that. She was real cool. She loved sports. And um, well, no, the main reason why I made her kick it like that and talk about a lot of stuff, she likes it just like me. 
Mm. So it would yeah. be, I used to love to sit down and be like, hey, yo, let me ask you something. You see that girl over there? What you think? How long would it take me to get her naked? Mm. So I'm saying, I'll call in maybe three hours. Like, I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> she, because that means she put out, you know, she's like, well, Mike, you sure? She's like, look, I, I, I dated men before, but believe me, women just give them alcohol and it all flow out. Like, thick, thick. Was it, was it like your divining rod? Yes, I was in. Exactly. But then me and Roger, because sometimes I I point out women with big butts. Yeah, but that's not the same, Karen. Oh, okay, my bad. No, not no, even no. close to the same. No, Karen. You started when, you started getting them drunk and inviting like them back. Exactly. Oh, okay. She giving him some real tips. Like, yeah, like, yeah. She like, you know, oh, okay. If you see at the bar, just give her some, you know, buy her a couple drinks, let her get the chatty, you know. And y'all keep yeah. the drink and you listen to Okay, it, it ain't the same. I yeah, Karen just doing me a favor by being like, Hey, look at that look at that ass, don't miss it. I'm like, Oh, thank you, baby. Good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just point out laughs> the she wasn't doing this, this, this was no favor. This is just all out. You want them panties? Give her alcohol. Right. Exactly. Oh, okay, I, I, I get the same. My bad. Oh um, no, no, she's she setting him up to go in, you know what I'm saying? Karen Karen is like my pointer dog to just be like, check that out, and that's it. Like hunters use that shit. Um, yeah. Yo, how do moths work? Like, I need to watch a Discovery Channel something about moths because I bet you they got one. I don't get moths, man. Like at night, they can't wait to be around any light that is on. Yeah, they own it, ain't they? You know, even if it's a fire like these motherfuckers. Now you know that's where the predators at night are going to. That's where the spiders set up there. Webs and shit, but moths don't give a fuck. It's like light is their crack. They just, oh, it's light. I'll suck your dick. You know, sometimes I wonder are they ADHD or a little mentally ill because sometimes I actually see them like running to the light. They go ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, oh my ding, god. Ding, ding. Oh, they, they like, have blood? I don't they know. Have or something? I don't know. They just see the I'm light. Asking, I don't know. And they, they just flock towards it. And I'll be like, yeah. damn, and what is wrong with that? The other thing niggas. that's weird though, because during the day, when there's the most light out, you can't find them. These motherfuckers will chill all day. Like, they are oh, the laziest. Do you, like, think, do you think they get high? Yo. Mm-hmm. What do they eat? I think I think Karen figured it out, man. Light is like heroin for mom. Mm-hmm. And during the day, they just they just in a, a light high. Yep. Because, like, when it gets light outside, they man, don't move. Like, no. you can't, like, literally, I've seen, a, like, a mom chilling on my front door and it's, it's in the middle of the day and, and so I will move. open the door and close the door and that motherfucker will just be like I'm cool well, you good yeah I'm, I'm chilling dog hey cut try not to what's going on yeah try not to make too much noise dog you see how I sleep right yeah, you know you gonna cut that porch light on man what, yeah. That light on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah cut the light on early man I suck your dick but um <laughs> it just that shit does not make any sense, no. dude. I have no idea how moths work, and I need no. to look it up. Butterflies don't work like that. Hell no. And yeah, man, they're pretty simple. Then we had the hardest time because, uh, like, once you turn on the porch light, that's it. Don't go in and out. You would have them niggas would be all in your house. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. Um, all right, man. I was wa- I've been watching this show called X Men Evolution. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix streaming now. It's you know I love all Marvel comics and all comic book type shit. Um, and this was a series that for some reason, when I was trying to watch it on my normal TV, regular cable, it's like they showed the same 10 episodes all yeah, the time. So when I, the series. so when I went to go look on, uh, on, uh, my actual, uh, Netflix, 
I click on it's like 56 episodes. It's like 56. Good God, I didn't know it was that many. Like I've never seen more than 10 of these at least, right? So um, I've been watching it, man, and. And of course, they're going into Professor X recruiting these kids to. Oh, so you started from the beginning. Go fight his wars. Oh, that's where it starts at. Okay. So, um, they're going into Magneto, who's also trying to pursue these kids, and I'm convinced more and more every time I watch these things, Professor X was a handicapped pimp. I knew you were gonna what say you that. Say <laughs> that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say, Why you say that. <laughs> First of all, he got Professor X sound like a pimp name, right? Don't that shit sound like a pimp name? Like Chicago, Mike, Bishop Don, Magic Juan, and Professor X. Spanish Fly? Yeah, 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 I can see it. So he didn't give a damn about these kids either, man. Like in this series, they have a high school where the principal of the high school is Mystique. Exactly. Mystique is an evil villain bad guy, obviously. Yes. But she's the principal of the high school and Professor X knows it. Wow. And he lets his kids go to that high school anyway. Yeah. Getting an education. Hey, that's a prick move, man. Right. That's, isn't that some shit that a pimp would do, though? Because yeah. yep. a, pimp, a pimp don't give a... He don't love you. No. He's like, look here, ho. I need for you to do something special for me. <laughs> I need for you to go on out there and teach them how to trick with their magical powers. What? <laughs> going on Big Daddy's chessboard. Like, like, you, like, you do was, dude would just be like, uh... And the thing is, like, Mystique tried to kill them a couple times at the school, and they came back and told Professor X, and then he was like, they was like, ah, our principal is Mystique, the evil arch-villain of the Brotherhood of Mutants, and he was like, yeah, I already knew that shit. Like, what damn, <laughs> you know, like, and they stayed, dog. they stayed just like some hoes. They found out exactly. shit of them, and they stayed, dog. and now I was like, wow, dude, he don't give a fuck. And he was sending them out on dangerous missions way before they was ready. Oh. Like he would literally like episode eight would be them recruiting Shadowcat. Episode nine would be them sending Shadowcat out to fight Sabretooth. Oh, That's she, right. she got to go out there and get that money, man. Rain, sleet, or snow, bitch, walk that track. She gonna learn on the track. <laughs> I don't care if it's raining or snowing, you are gonna be out there hoeing. Now get yes. the movement. And I don't give a damn if it's real or artificial. God damn, make my money. Like if he wasn't rap, like the only thing that stopped him from being people realizing he was a pimp is that he didn't rhyme enough. That's true. If he was exactly. rhyming and shit, that it would have been a rap, dude. And he didn't have a pimp voice. But right. he had. You have to. He had the bald head. Mm-hmm. He had the, the pimped out wheels. Even though it wasn't a car, his wheels yep. were pimped out. He had gave him the cool nickname. Yes, he gave him the cool nicknames. He's like your name gonna be Wolverine, bitch. Cyclops, you my bottom bitch. Cause you only got one eye that I should be focused on my money at all times. Keep my hoes in line. Yes, they, and they all had different tricks. You know, you know, their powers was their tricks. I don't think people understand it. Right. And the thing, uh, okay. they're just lucky that them little impressionable white kids didn't run into like Bishop Don Magic Wand. Cause he would have had, had them on there doing real. like all kinds of like transportational blowjobs and shit. Yes, like <laughs> sunny a dick. Wow, wow. Yeah, they'd have been having sex in balls, all kinds of stuff with yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um so we had to get our car worked on this weekend. Yes. And this is Karen's car because the brake light kept coming on. Yes it did. And I was nervous, dude. I I never liked when the lights come on. No. Like the lights the lights are never good. <laughs> yeah. Like the brake light is the worst too. Yeah, when those shits pop on, I be like, oh, 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 trying to tell me something, baby. I love my car. I be like, oh, something, something wrong. Like the light could come on, it should just flash up an amount of money, like five hundred dollars, over and over. 
$500. Like every time you tap brakes, $500 just pop up. So I was nervous as shit, but we need to get our oil changed anyway. So we took it in. And, uh, you know, keep in mind, I just got my air conditioning part fixed on my car. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. You know? Uh, I remember seeing you tweet about that. Yeah, yeah. That shit was a necessary, too. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what's funny? Because motherfuckers don't realize how hot it is down south. Because I tweeted out, I was like, yo, my AC's fucked up. The good news is they fixed it, and it's only going to be $250. Of course, the bad news was that my AC was fucked up. Mm-hmm. And motherfuckers was like, how is that good news? I'm like, dog, yeah, good, dude, when like it's this. 98 degrees, I'll gladly give you the 250. And gladly. Yeah. And it's not nearly as high as I thought it would be. And on top of that, people that don't live down south don't understand the humidity down here. Them niggas be like, it is 99 degrees with a, with not a wind chill factor, but with the humidity factor yeah. of like 3,000. It's hot outside. <laughs> it's it's exactly. like the sun, the sun is beaming down and somebody just blowing hot air on you. Yeah, just yeah. exactly. And I, That's how it is. And I've been without air in the sun. I remember, it's been a few years ago. My air went out in my car on the way home, and I had maybe a 20-minute drive. Within that 20-minute drive, my bra was sticking to me, my drawers were sticking to me, and you'd have thought I'd have just left Zuma class. I opened up that door, I was pissed. My hair was down, and I looked at Rock and said, we gotta get this motherfucker fixed, or you gonna be driving my car, nigga. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot, dog. And the thing is, like, it's like, the, imagine that the planet that Yoda was on in Star Wars all the time. Yeah. That's how it's like that all the time, but at day. Yeah, and, and, and people, people, people had their different definitions of hot. You know, up there, you know, they consider 80 hot. That's not hot. Yeah, you know? so and I heard them complain. 80 at 8 a.m. We all met. When I was 94, it was 90. It's 80 at 10 o'clock at night here. I'm right, it was. Exactly. Last night, it was. we went to the store, and it was 94 degrees at, like, 9, nine o'clock. 9 o'clock at night. I don't even understand. When I wake up, to, I have to be to work at 7 a.m. When I wake up at 7 a.m., sometimes it's, like, 85 degrees at 7 a.m. Yeah. So I'm walking outside, like, shit, and the sun's not up yet. Yeah, and so the thing is, man, like, people were like, how is that good news to pay 250 I'm like, because in my scale of what I would have paid. Yeah. I like, that shit was, like, up to a new car. Like, that yeah. was how much I, I would have paid enough to where it was like, you know what, I'm going to just go buy a new car. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how yeah. AC is that fucking yeah. important. Yeah, if that had been like, well, it's either fix this to get a new car, we would have had to make that decision. That's because that heat ain't no joke. So, um, anyway, we go take the car in, and they told us, uh, you know, to need the oil change, the oil change is about $40 or whatever. And they call us back, and it was like, uh, it's like, your car is fixed, it's ready to go. I was like, okay, cool, what's the damage? And they was like, oh, it's just $40. I'm like, 40 What about the brakes? They was like, oh, you just had a, uh, the brake fluid was low. We checked everything. There's no leaks. So we just put some brake fluid in there and uh, topped it off so you're good to go. I'm like, so it's 40 You know what I mean? Like, y'all didn't just get me anyway, you know, because normally I think mechanics, they, they, at least not, yeah. not this one, but most mechanics, they get you anyway. They like... And sixty dollars for t- twisting the cap off and pouring the brake fluid in there. No, actually, we use the premium type of brake fluid, which is actually a little bit more, but in the long run, it's gonna help your car. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll take, they'll get some extra taxes on that joint. <laughs> That's so true, dude. They, they know you don't know what the fuck they talking about anyway. It's like, yeah, we use uh, G4 Super Saiyan brake fluid. So, <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to say that, like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, the premium. Yeah, I heard of that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, good. So y'all use yeah, that? Uh, y'all use that Street Fighter versus Marvel? Uh, breakthrough. Okay, That's cool. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah we y'all use that stuff with that Naruto Ninja Kick. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. We that. use the Kamehameha uh, oil, and that shit is extra. But um, yeah. So I like, and it made me think. Like every porno I've ever seen, where the woman tried to fuck her mechanic i've always been like that shit would never happen dog like why do they even keep putting this implausible plot ah! into a porno because if you walk in and it's like oh it's gonna be a thousand dollars but fuck me and it's only it's free like it's like women just don't no one's gonna lose their job asking a woman that no woman's gonna offer that shit and now i do believe it because we have a woman that's one of the people that works there and she looks kind of like Rachel Maddow, but I would let her hit this. Just for, <laughs> <laughs> for the free break, break fluid, dog. For the free yeah. break. That's all it costs. I don't even know what break fluid costs in a car. Yeah. I mean, in a store. I don't even know how to pour it in my car. Three bucks. Three, four bucks. Yeah, it could be the easiest yeah, like shit in the world. Yeah. It could be the easiest shit in the world to fix. And I was ready to drop the drawers for her. Like, just take it, Rachel. <laughs> you can have this. You can have this dick. I don't care. But just use the premium. <laughs> a couple years ago, a couple years ago, I had a Beamer. Um, it was like an 80s, late 80s model. Um, you don't talk about paying for uh, car work. My, when I got my rollers replaced in my vehicle, my rollers themselves were like, I think $100 a piece. So they're like 200 bucks. Um, and that was from the Mercedes, I'm sorry, the BMW dealer. That was straight from the dealer. Um, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm only gonna be hit for like 250. He's like, yeah, you want to, don't give out your labor. I'm like, what? Labor? Like, yeah. I'm like, uh, how much is labor? $65 an hour. Yes, what sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. And like so, that. you know, I, and see, my uncle told me a long time ago, he said, you paying for that name, and that name is backed by a lot of stuff. So, that total bill came out to like five hundred and sixty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. And I also had to get sh- I had to get scripts put on there. And man, I was just like, you better have to live. My mom ain't got to pay shit, nigga. Five <laughs> You know what's yeah, crazy? Man, too? If you think about it, man, whenever they start charging you for that labor, every time they do that, I start understanding why white people own slaves, man. Like the labor, the labor, labor ain't free. No it's the joke. labor that kills you. Yes, not the actual job itself. And on top of that, I mean, one time I got some work done, and same thing, like fifty-five dollars an hour. That nigga took thirty, forty-five minutes. I still got charged that damn fifty-five dollars an hour. Nigga, you didn't work on my car for one <laughs> fucking full hour. Right. Now, no matter what, if it's five minutes, I get sixty-five dollars. Yeah, they round up. Right. It don't matter. I mean, for me, when I had the premium, I had a, I had a guy, an older fellow who just, whenever I needed something done, he was like, just come down for eight, and I worked three. I would pull up, there'll be like three reels in front of me. He would pull all three out. I pull mine in. He's like, okay, give me thirty minutes. A lot of times, I got stuff done for free. Just, just because I showed up, like, like I said, you know, get at eight, I was there at seven fifty-five. He get in there. Well, um. Uh, yeah, we just, you know, topped off your oil, your brake fluid, you know, cut off your brake light. You, you won't see it no more. How much I owe you? Thanks for it. The fuck? <laughs> you just hit me like, I said, you know what, now I think, like, you know what, you just hit me for 555 two weeks ago. And because I'm getting this shit for free now, I'm going to be back. I don't be leaving work like, yo, um, my car sounded funny. Bring it on in. I already had a checkbook out. Like, yep. Yeah. 
My Matt signed signature and just read the record and the numbers in. That was it. But the best thing about just owning one of those vehicles is they have parts for a long time. Like he told my mechanic told me at the time, like when they first got put out at eighty eight, they had like fifteen years of parts then. And each year they replenished that 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 fifteen year supply. So at this point, it ain't they probably gonna run out of parts. Right. I'm like, damn dude. I love that car. <laughs> that, she was white. It was a car. It, it, the, the color was white, so I nicknamed a barber. Her name was Barber White. And all the hoes loved her. And if and the thing uh, is, man, if you would have walked in that day, and that mechanic, you know, would have been like, "Now look, we're gonna give you a deal. We're gonna take all the labor off." I think this sexy music would have start playing. You had to let her hit that. You had to be like, "Look, exactly. I, I owe you. What do, you. what do you want me to do? I just I'm like do, 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 do. no, no woman." Like, like I said, my mechanic looks like Rachel Maddow, so, so I already, I already want to uh, give it to her anyway, cause she looked like Rachel Maddow, and I just, I like Rachel Maddow is not that attractive, but it's like her integrity is attractive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh girl, you got so much damn integrity. I just want to take you out on a nice date. Now, obviously, she's not any dudes, but um, this chick, but this chick at the at the at the, at the uh, actual mechanics office, she's not that attractive either. She look like Rachel Maddow, mm-hmm. but the fact that she be hooking us up, I just be like, girl, what your name is? And I, I think they be happy to see us coming because we we go we go there a lot. I got this thing. We ain't gonna company. take their money. Hell yes. yeah, we go there for everything. Yes, Pay on time. Do. Yeah, and that's how you get a good mechanic too. If you a repeat customer. And they know that you're good with your business, you pay. Like, my mechanic knows that, uh, well, I know that he likes cash more than credit card for some odd reason. He don't want a paper trail. But, <laughs> Ain't nothing odd about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know. I come, I, he let me know on the phone. He know I come with cash because we have a good business relationship. And I know he's not going to fuck me if he can't help it. If he do, it'll be a little bit that I won't notice it. You know what I'm saying? But majority of the time, you know, he does good. And yeah. it's 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 basically y'all going there and developing that relationship, you know, and and that what what put it over the top to Rod give her the draws, you know what I'm saying? Rod yeah. just shit, you might get everybody <laughs> half take, Just take one for the team, you know, and 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 y'all shit. You don't I mean, have to worry about any auto repairs for the near future. Now she looked like Rachel Maddow. She worked in the mechanics office, so maybe she might want Karen to drop the jobs. I don't know. Oh, she uh, might. But whatever we need to get this AC all the way out is yeah. what we need to do. And on top of that, they are so good that when I went in there and was telling her about the brake light, she actually went in and she was like, "Oh, we did your master cylinder and we fixed this yes. and we fixed that." And she said, "She said I will have to see like like they actually keep right. everything Remember on record. We, they we wouldn't try to screw um, you." at all. And this is the last thing before we move on, but when we went to get your car looked at at the um, the tire place that and they had done some work before uh, uh with the when the when the car was overheating and this nigga tried to do the same thing work. twice. He called me on the phone was like, "Well, I was looking at the tires like you told me to, but we looked under the engine." I'm like, "What the fuck are you looking under the engine for?" I didn't ask yeah. you to do that. The engine got nothing to do with the tires. I, I might not be a mechanic, but I know this much. The way to uh to open up the, the, the check out the tires is not through opening up the engine. Well, <laughs> you ain't gotta open nothing. You just just look down. Yeah. Just look down. But anyway, man, we we got news articles. Let's move on. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, this, we can talk bad about mechanics all day, but let me just say the good ones. I understand. I do want to give it the draws. Um, Harlem, this Harlem uh, woman, this woman from Harlem, Harlem sues JetBlue. Oh, hey, Kev, your mic's doing that feedback thing again. Uh, give me one. All right. Um, Harlem woman sues JetBlue after officials question if she's wearing underwear and kick her off the flight. Oh, damn! They were looking at all. <laughs> Somewhere and draws got doing anything. Uh, uh, Harlem financial consultant wants JetBlue to pay for booting her off a Florida bound flight after an airline worker accused her of not wearing panties. Some mm. women don't wear draws. And Melinda knows who is black. And, and your your uh, mic is fixed, Kev. Uh, 27 claims in a Queen Supreme Court lawsuit that a JetBlue supervisor put a walkie talkie between her legs. To see what she had on under her baggy t-shirt. Put a walkie talkie oh. between her legs. He said, and the thing is, like, I'm surprised it's not sexual harassment, but right. if it's a flight attendant, then I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? So, we have to see who actually did this. It said JetBlue supervisor, so. Uh, anyway, he said, I don't want to see your panties or anything, but do you have any on? What does that got to do with anything? I didn't want to hey, show. Hey, hey, he, hey, hey, he, he could say, I, I, and in his defense, he could be like, he knows company policy that you actually wear panties on these flights, right? Mm-hmm. And so I need to know that you are actually wearing panties. So, uh, he used these, uh, these walkie talkies around here and said, oh, yeah, this guy don't stop wearing panties. So wait, <laughs> Terry, <laughs> Steph, so now, now we watch him put, uh, panties women now? <laughs> Is that what the terrorists have done to us? If we can't wear terrorists on flight, uh, wear panties on flights, then the terrorists win. Um, What's going on in America, man? She says, I didn't want to show him anything. He wanted me to basically show him my crotch. I was completely humiliated. It was vulgar. It was macho. It was rude. Yes, it was. So maybe it wasn't a flight attendant because I'm pretty sure the gay dudes work in the flight attendants. At least that's what the pilot said before he got, you know, recorded. Um, she said fellow passengers on the July 13, 2010 flight to West Palm Beach watched in horror as she was confronted. Damn, they did this front everybody? I wonder, now do you think somebody snitched on her and it's just his job to go check? Or do you think he just does this routinely? He probably does this routinely. I don't know, it could have been somebody knows and maybe watched her bend over and watching her too hard and then noticed it. But it, if she's not butt naked, why does it matter she had drawings on or not? It still don't matter, man. The former fashion. It could have it it been some mother or whatever, her little five year old child. Oh my god. She's probably wearing any pants. Johnny, cover your eyes. Johnny, cover your eyes. I'm not telling you again. It's funny too because that would be a lawsuit either way. The uptight mom, and then you don't check. Yeah. Then it's like, check blue less pettyless women fly on their planes, you know? So it, who knows? But um, that's, it, that's if this just dude wasn't just a pervert that wanted to see some black pussy. Because she is right. black. That's what I'm um, leaning towards, too. Me too, man. That's what I was thinking, yeah. She said fellow passengers uh, were, you know, of course, they were in horror. She was confronted. If she's a former fashion model. And she was wearing she was wearing a baggy blue t shirt over a pair of dark denim short shorts she had tossed on after waking up at four AM. Noel said she was escorted off the plane at LaGuardia Airport, so they kicked her out the plane. She was taken to a hangar where she lifted up her t shirt to prove she met the dress code. Oh, she's wearing shorts. The jet blue fashion police responded, according to Noel's. It was really crazy, she said. I've never had a corporate employee ask me about my underwear. Um, her lawyer, Brian Drake, is 
searching is seeking unspecified damages in the civil claim that the airline uh, worker uh, it accuses him of assault and battery and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Uh, this caused the plaintiff great embarrassment and humiliation to be expelled from the flight for no reason at all in front of a fully booked flight. And the yeah, thing is, it, if she had on short shorts and they matching the dress code, well, what is she gonna do? Pull up her like because someone still could be offended by short the shortness of her shorts. Yeah. So now she's pulling up uh her her shirt to show that she got on some tight shorts underneath. And and the, and, the, and the thing that pissed me off is that. When I get on a flight, there's, I understand you have to have dress codes, but as long as I'm not butt naked, why does it matter? Like, I don't understand people getting clicked off flight for baggy pants and all this other bullshit that has nothing to do with the flight. Yeah, she was delayed four hours and put on a later flight where she was, where she had a business meeting, uh, she was to Florida where she had a business meeting. And, uh, you should get a lawyer, a fellow passenger told her as she walked off the plane. I really feel like the guy just wanted to me- to demean me in some way. Maybe he thought I was cute, even so it was totally inappropriate. Hey, I just threw the hell out of them. You know, what? I, yeah. you know what I'm thinking? Maybe he made you know, maybe he tried to get get them drawn before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she said no or she was, you know, oblivious to what she he was saying. And so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get her back. I'm gonna supervise the guy damn it. I'm gonna get her kicked off the flight. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You know, he probably, look, I, look, let's be real. Men, sometimes we don't take rejection well. So he probably like, fuck it, fuck it. She's not going to be on this flight. And just, you know, you know yeah. like I said, it's coming up like, dress codes. Yeah. You know, says you have to have your short. And he tried to blame it. He tried to blame it on the pilot, too. He's like, the pilot is refusing to fly you. Like, the pilot exactly. doesn't even know what the fuck she got on. The pilot yeah, don't know your ass on the plane. You don't even know what's going on, man. The pilot has no clue why, you know what I'm saying? He probably just thought it was some kind of security disturbance. That's it. I'm pretty sure the, the pilot did not know that she was on the plane, uh, quote unquote, panelist. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay that I get that you want people to apply to the dress code, but when you asking her to bend over and shake it for you, that, come on now, that's a little too far. That's, 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 kind that's of not cool. it. Shake your ass. Yep. He's like, uh, excuse me, the pilot is asking me to, uh, can you make it clap? Because, uh, if you can't make it clap, I'm gonna have to ask you to get another flight. Um, <laughs> this is the all clap flight. Yeah. This is, uh, you look like you might be able to shake something. Um, can you twerk it? If you can twerk it, then I believe we'll be able to let you fly on. We only have people that drop it like it's hot on this plane. We don't do lukewarm. <laughs> yeah. This is the drop it like it's hot section. Um, alright, so when life gives you lemons, this dude said what? This you make lemonade, at least that's what they said. A man angry that a car dealership refused to take back a lemon van that he had purchased intentionally crashed it into seven parked vehicles. Ah! The dispute began when David Cross, 42, David wow. Cross is also... David Cross is also one of my favorite comedians, but yes, he is. yeah, he is. I, I, like I don't him. think it's the same guy. Yeah, I don't think it's the same guy. Of Salisbury, Massachusetts, and his wife on Monday bought a van at Portsmouth Used Car Superstore in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, said P- Portsmouth Police Lieutenant Russell Russo. Cross told police that his mechanic quickly found a variety of problems with the van and advised him to return it to the dealer. But the business declined to take back what Cross said was a living. Now. Dealerships don't allow you to get it looked at before you buy it anyway. 
Yeah, you, know, you can you can get a Carfax report. I'm just gonna say why he didn't ask for the Carfax. Yeah, most most dealers with a license or some kind of what I can say reputable, reputable, whatever this word is, most dealers would give you a Carfax report for free. They should. Okay. So if you get a Carfax report, and you like, oh shit, this bitch been in five accidents. Oh, next car. And you're right though, Rod. Uh, when you're buying a used car, uh, the the first thing that you should do is see if there's some way you can get it looked at with a mechanic that you know and trust. That's right, not there. Before you purchase the vehicle. Yeah, that's what my dad did. Um, all right, so uh, Cross told police that you know he found some problems, tried to take it back. Dealership said no. After the dealership closed on Tuesday, Cross returned at midnight using his van to smash into seven vehicles on the dealer's lot, including a Mercedes C300, a Ford Mustang, and a Ford Mustang, causing damage initially estimated at $20,000. Oh, he was fancy. He's fancy cars he can't afford. That's pretty cool. How old is that Mercedes being? And all the damage told is $20,000? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Out. Oh, them cars have been used on that. Mercedes cost like forty, fifty grand. That's the cheap one. And they only did twenty thousand worth of damage. That hey, must have been like a seventy-eight Mercedes or something. Hey, maybe he pussied out on the on the expensive cars, like the the white cars. He'll total them and then the the, uh, the other cars. I like, just knock off the emblem. He just yeah, he just jump up and scratch it with his keys, like fuck this car. That's um, kind of like how I am in traffic. You know, I be driving behind a, a, a expensive car. I'm like, well, let me make sure I don't hit this motherfucker. Man, I know they got exactly. insurance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he damaged each one and then left his van that he bought behind. He then crossed the street to where a police cruiser happened to be parked and reported the incident, leading an officer back to the wrecks. After his arrest, Cross, you know this is a white dude. <laughs> wow. You know this was a white dude. dude. That's funny in the same sense, like leading an officer back to the wrecks after his arrest. Yeah. Like this nigga just came over and was like, "Excuse me, officer, officer." Yes. Um. I just committed a crime, probably a felony. Um, can you escort me across the street? I want to show you exactly what I did. Like, it's like but the officer was like, "What? What? What the fuck?" Right. Trying to turn themselves in. You think the, I get to arrest them? You think the officer ran across the street and was like, "So show me the niggers that did this." Oh wait, I'm sorry. It's probably, probably what? It was you. It. Are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> Who are the black people that put you up to this? Um, he then. <laughs> Uh, after his arrest, Cross was charged with seven counts of criminal mischief, a felony due to the damage amount. Uh, he was released on personal recognizance and was scheduled to be arraigned September 19th. Um, so you got a good chance, good, good while till you got to go to court. Um, so that's crazy. But the, wow. the the Massachusetts Office of Consumer Affairs and Business Regulation on Thursday suggested that individuals who believe they have bought a limit call this hotline for help. So way to way to step in and help at the end, you know. Yeah, yeah. good hindsight. Yeah, I'm already getting a felony charge, motherfucker. Where was you at? Um, speaking of uh, felony charges, a Connecticut mother was arrested after she forced her four year old son to chug a bottle of beer. Wow. <laughs> Now, are you sure she forced him? Maybe he was thirsty. I don't know. And you know, little kids do that shit. That's why you have to put drinks and stuff up. Because little kids just pick stuff and start chugging. No kid, as as a person that drank beer before, no kid at four is Life has an acquired taste beer. for beer. Not unless they've been drinking that shit for a long time. And a bottle for a four-year-old? Holy Woo. shit. And, and then, to top it off, she gave her 10-month-old daughter... Booze and cocaine. 
hell nah, man. Oh, she wait, was, wait, yeah, she was wait. a little self then. Oh, she's trying to kill her children. This article, man. She wow, gave her 10 months old booze and cocaine. Oh, I'm looking at this picture on the article, man. She looked ratchet, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad I don't see the picture. I'm glad I don't see the picture. Juliet Dunn, 29, who lives in Success Village, Connecticut. Well, that's ironic. <laughs> She was sitting with a friend, Lisa Jefferson, who should also go to prison, I on a playground when another mom flagged down officers and complained that she was feeding her child beer. Uh, when the cops yeah, she must have had it in the can. She wasn't trying to hide it. Yeah, they was just sitting on the playground like, drink some beer, little niggas. Man up. When the cops approach, quick on up, boy. Quick no swing. Yeah, get on the swing and stop that swing it up. Hold on, I gotta give your Don't sister. Run that off. Hold on, I gotta cut your sister a line. Hold on one second. What's my race? That's fucked up, man. Oh, wow. When the cop approached, they uh, spotted an empty forty ounce steel reserve. Yeah. Oh. She got this little And it was still reserved, man. Yo, still reserved got like higher alcohol levels in it than regular beer. What um, the hell? Yeah, yeah, it's that's that rock gut shit. <laughs> she just like she wow. just like give this little nigga Coke forty five and shit. Wow. <laughs> oh, that that baby's fucked. Uh the beer on the ground next to the four year old boy and a baby bottle that smelled like alcohol. <laughs> Wow. Witnesses told officers that earlier that day, Jefferson had told her son to chug the beer and then called him an alcoholic when he finished. Are you serious? She makes you turn him into one. Drink that little beer, you little alcoholic and bitch. And I bet it's not the first time that uh, he's done that because he yeah. finished it. Like, he probably was like, Mommy, I had a hangover. And she was like, Drink that beer, man up. Take a little hair, what bitch are you, punk? Uh, the children were the children were taken to a local hospital where they were treated, tested positive for alcohol, and a ten month old tested positive for cocaine. You know that had to be a surprise when that when that toxicology report came back. Just like, yeah. So, um, you know, of course they both were drunk. Cocaine? What the fuck? Yeah. Why is there an ex next to cocaine? (laughs) It's like because he's a cokehead. My daughter's a cokehead. The boy's an alcoholic. Wow. Uh, when, when being interviewed by a social worker, the four-year-old mentioned that he liked natural ice beer, <gasps> Budweiser beer, but didn't like the taste of dog bite beer. Damn, he <laughs> even a, knew the names. He's yeah, a I told you. That baby I told you. The taste of beer is terrible. And for a four-year-old to chug down a whole bottle like that, this nigga probably been drinking since he was probably 10 months old. Right. Just like his sorry-ass daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Now do some coke and shut the fuck up. Dunn and Jefferson were arrested and charged with two counts of risk of injury of, to a child and two counts of second degree assault. They're both being held on a $100,000 bond. And I don't care what y'all say. Everybody don't need to be fucking parents. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Here's another article. Speaking of good parents. A sword attack in Lehman Township prompted by road rage. Ooh. Put one man in jail and the other in the hospital. It happened Tuesday around 8 p.m. at Berkshire Court in the gated community of Salt Creek Estates. Now, see, a lot of people are like, this is so sad, but actually, this is probably good. Because if it was in a gated community on an estate, 
then must mean white people was involved. So maybe we can get one step closer to getting some laws passed. Oh yeah, exactly. But it was white, it was white on white sword crime. It's not black on white yet. I have never known that there's been this many sword attacks in this world until I started listening to y'all show. Man, it's it's crazy. Exactly. exactly. I didn't know either, like, man. Every time I hear the show, I be like, damn, yeah. like damn. Dude, we stumbled onto this. This was never a, a tent for the no, show. No, it wasn't. It's just so much shit happening with swords. I was like, I need to look into this. God damn. It's everywhere. It's a sword attack epidemic or something, man. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's Joseph Lisko Sr., 52, was accused of using a sword to cause head and leg injuries to his neighbor, Anthony Kengimi, 21. Wow. The incident started with Lisko's son on Winona Falls Road. Matthew Storer, 26, was driving two friends to their Salt Creek homes after finish fishing together. They saw Joey Lisko Jr. pulling out of a parking lot onto the road. Lisko Jr. tailgated them on the way to the Salt Creek uh, gate. Um, the trio in the car knew Lisko Jr. One passenger, Ronald O'Neill. Uh, Ronald O'Neill was here. Um, is, uh-huh. is, <laughs> is friends with both Storer and Lisko Jr. Storer's other passenger, King Gimme, uh, live two doors down in the same cul-de-sac as the list. See, swords have moved to the cul-de-sac. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. cul-de-sac, dog. It was it was all good when it was happening in the hood and the trailer parks. Now it's in mm-hmm. the cul-de-sac. It's time to do something, oh, white bitch. Yeah. Get banned. I'm not right. a problem. Not a problem. Politicians, I'm for real. We're gonna have what is it? Uh, ratchet sword uh, code number five six seven eight on going on in Congress soon. We can- Actually, we can name it the Marvel Law. All the sword ratchet needs to stop all the little bullshit gimmicks. I got the braided law for gun control. We call it the Marvel Law for sword ratchet control. Sword ratchet. At the vote, you think I'll get to speak to Congress? Because I would do that. I would do it. I would do it. I could devise an entire like platform for all the incidents we reported on. Um, after both cars went through the gate, Lisko Jr. made some obscene gestures and passed Thor's car. So obviously he flipped him off. Joey stopped at the mailboxes. He was yelling obscenities, trying to egg us into a fight. We told him to shut up and get in his car. So, okay. Alright. Check this. You can't flip this dude off and then be like, let you know, like, why won't he just let it go? Like of course he wanted to fight you after that, you know. Um, but but so it was, so that, he, it was fine till the shit got real, right? But the ratchet friend, which is Lisko Junior, that's that's the son of the dude who had the sword. Okay, okay. he was the one who wanted to fight. He hopped out the car, okay. flipped the dude off, cussed him out. You know why? Because he knew his dad had a sword. Yeah, swords cause ratchetness. So they had a nigger moment between a bunch of white people that just finished fishing. Yep. Um, yep. That's how ratchet swords are. They make white people have nigger moments. Uh, sure alcohol was involved too. Yes, of course. Yeah. That's what fishing is for white people, anyways. Yeah, right? exactly. Joey got out of the car in a menacing manner. Store said. Store and Can Gimme got out the car holding a tire iron and a baseball bat. Uh, and told, to told Lisko Jr. not to approach them. A verbal argument ensued. Kangemi started to walk away, and Lisko Jr. yelled for someone to tell his father to get the hammer. So they the named their, they named their sword the hammer. I told you. Wow. A, a verbal argument ensued. I mean, did they name him? Lisko Sr. then came out the house with a curved 26-inch sword, and also <laughs> gave his son a knife. 
26 inches? Let's go see. That's two damn feet. Is that yeah. a scimitar or something? Yeah. <laughs> and let's go see it. Now, he denies giving his, the, his son a knife, but that's what the report said. Um, Let's go, Junior. Lunge that can't get me in the two struggle. Can't get me through. Let's go, Junior, to the ground. And that is when Let's go, Senior started hitting can't get me with the sword. He chased Anthony onto his own property. And then the father stopped and turned on me, uh, said Storer. That was a car between us. He hit my windshield, pushed me away from my vehicle, and took the sword and chipped the driver's side mirror off. He chased me down the block, and I used the back to keep the distance from the sword. Um, Gimme ran into his house with Lis- while Lisco Sr. chased Storer down the street. Damn, he left his boy. It is unclear. <laughs> yeah, the motherfucker out there getting crunk. Dude ran into the house like, fuck that nigga. People start punking out, man. It is unclear how the case ended. Well, I don't know. I guess if the dude's alive, it must have ended okay. You probably just stopped chasing him. Uh, state police from Blooming Grove soon arrived. Let's go senior told police. His son was being attacked by several people, so he grabbed a sword that was mounted on the wall. And ran down the driveway with it, striking one of the attackers. Police asked to see the sword, which Lisco Sr. had hidden behind a clock in his living room. Police asked why he felt it necessary to hide the sword. He responded that he was scared. Uh, he's charged, Lisco Sr. is charged with two counts of aggravated assault and recklessly endangering another person plus other charges. And he's being held at the jail on $50,000 bond. Uh, they expect the foul charges against the others involved in the incident, too. And can Gimme needed tw- 10 stitches in his head. And five staples in his leg, and he was treated at the, this medical center and released. Wow! Right, dude. That was a dull sword, though. He so he did he get some in? I mean, he got ten. He made him get ten stitches and five staples yeah, in his leg. Yeah, because he said it was using the bat to kind of keep him away, but he yeah. had to oh, have that oh, bat. Okay. He'd have probably told him he had no chance with that bat, dog. He got, that's what I wanted him to lop off a limb or something. I was just wondering. You know. Yeah, I guess it's not like the movies where you just cut his arm and then blood shoots That's out. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking anime. He just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just like stand, they stand there for a second before their arm fall off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, arm crook loses life entangled with Marine vet. Uh oh. Kenneth Cobell Sr. is a 72 year old Marine veteran. Oh. He had yet to. <laughs> He <laughs> he had yet to put his eyeglasses on when he heard a knock at the door of his office in Southwest Houston Strip Mall. Oh, Houston. Yeah. The great-grandfather was chatting with his brother inside the office, making plans for the day, and figured the towering man waiting outside was one of his workers coming to collect his Friday paycheck. But when Cobobel opened the door, a man he had never seen before forced his way inside and put a 9mm handgun to his motherfucking forehead. Wow. And he said, you're dead. He said, the man screamed, give me the money. You're dead. That's right, Karen. But the the next few frantic minutes actually would turn out to be the robber's last. But I told old, you don't fuck with old people, man. He forced Cobobel to his knees, his brother to the ground. He emptied the brother's wallet and Cobobel gave him $20. Now see, that's some like that's a G move. Like when an old man is like, "Hey man, just here's twenty dollars. I don't want to have to kill you. Take the twenty dollars, cause the old man's next move is to kill you, brother." Yep. Yeah. But the robber kept looking. Cobo Bell said, and pat, pat it down 
one of his pockets finding a tight wad of bills totaling more than eight hundred dollars. Wow. You lied to me, the man screamed. You're dead. Then the robber struck him on the head with the barrel of the nine millimeter and tossed the desk and the credenza looking for some more money. The robber finally seemed satisfied, uh that they had no more cash and said to count to one hundred before you even think of walking through that door. So this the robber made him taste his own blood like Bruce Lee. Wow. And that gives old men strength. Salty, man. Salty after that. At, wow. <laughs> at the count of 20, Cobell Bell called 911, and the senior citizen was out the door asking neighbors if they saw which way the robber went. He climbed into his 1997 Lexus sedan just as, just as his son, 47-year-old Kendrick Cobell Bell Jr., or Cobell Bell, I don't know, Okay. pulled up outside. I don't know how you pronounce this shit. The man, the, the son watched his father speed off in pursuit of the robber, not surprised in the least. He's an ex-marine. He doesn't put up with a whole lot of nothing. His and father, you stole eight hundred dollars for this man. His father remembers the last, the next few minutes through a haze of adrenaline rush. He said he spotted the robber in the parking lot of a strip mall on North Line and headed toward him. He turned and saw me and pointed the gun at me. He said the man, the man fired at him at least once. Cobobel or Cobobel rammed him with his car, but the robber jumped right back up and recocked the gun. I hit him again, he said. I hit him pretty good that time. The other details are sketchy, and I'm not getting into the rest of this, but yo, stop fucking with these old men, dog. Say that again. Old man yeah. strength, dog. This dude took exactly. nine to the head pistol whipping, hopped up and got in his car. And you know he picked his $800 out of that dude's pocket, too. You know he did. He ran this dude down twice and then was like, give me my motherfucking money. And he called 911. And he's ex-Marine, so you know his ass is in shape. He probably in more shape than most 20-year-olds. And if it happened in Texas, he will never see a day of jail. Oh, of course. No, no, that's, that's, like, that's, I bet you he won't go to jail. Nah, we pretty, we pretty uh, relaxed about self-defense, man. We got, we got uh, yeah. pretty relaxed self-defense rules. Like, yeah. when it comes to your property... That's off, man. Yeah, Texas actually had that one dude that killed some people on another person's property and still got away. Joe Horn, yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, they was robbing my neighbors, dog. I'm just doing my job. Uh, they, was, they was like, sir, it's a right. Not guilty. A Kentucky man. That's right. A Kentucky man faces criminal charges after getting caught having sex with a horse for a second time. Oh. Second time. Hey, <laughs> 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 he's just horsing around. Uh, Nathan Johnson is a kid. You think he just like the feel, feel of that horse hell? Yeah, he's in the horse play. <laughs> Nathan Johnson is accused of animal cruelty after a witness called police and said she saw a man getting intimate with a horse at a stable at Carson Park. Um, the McCracken County Sheriff Department investigated the case and issues. <laughs> Did they have to get like the, the horse a rape kit? Like, Wow! Did they just walk in and the horse was in the shower and it, it wouldn't come out? Like it was the unclean. Come on out, come out of style too. Come on out. Unclean. <laughs> the horse was being reluctant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, was it consensual? Nay. The uh, the McCrack. So uh, they issued a warrant to the 28-year-old's arrest. Man, 28 just seems like you should be able to get pussy, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I, th- I, I could have just thinking like he was older than that. Oh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. 
I was saying I could have sworn he was older than that when I first when I uh because I I just pulled up the article I seen the picture and I'm thinking you think because most uh rapists of horses they're like old farm men you know it's a certain stereotype. Right. Old farm men. Uh, like this dude looks men. like he looks like he can work in your IT department. Yeah. yeah. Like this. Get in the club in LA. Uh, this isn't the first time the suspect has been accused of improper relations with a horse. In fact, Johnson, Johnson was hit with the same charges in 2002 for a previous incident at Carson Park. He returned to the scene of the crime. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe he was ba- he's been since 2002. He couldn't see his baby because of the charges. Do, do you think the first horse just came in and was like, "Hey, I've been raped." Like, like how do horses report these crimes? Uh, somebody else saw it and reported it. Like, I think uh, maybe they had a relationship and just people don't want to acknowledge. You know, first there was gay marriage. We got to get over that hurdle, and now it's animal marriage. No, no, thank you. You know, maybe yeah. that that's the problem, man. They in love. Speak the same language. Karen, the language of love is the same language for everybody. No, it ain't. Uh, in fact, Johnson was hit with this. Though bestiality is illegal in about 30 states. What well, the damn. fuck is wrong with the it's other 20? 20 God dang, what are we doing? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> BCL is thirty states for real? <laughs> yes, it says thirty states. And, 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 so and dude, and Kentucky is one of the thirty that it's illegal in. So like, oh god. Um, so what are these other twenty states? Wow. I Investigators around the country continue to apprehend suspects accused of having sex with animals repeatedly. So, wow. oh, I'm just wondering this. You think he couldn't simply this way into no pussy? I mean, damn, you're 28. Yeah, you should be, you know, in decent shape. You should be, you know, pull a Drake. You think he was playing? Maybe he was playing Drake for the horse. Uh, you know what? Maybe just, he did. That's a waste of simp. So, uh, somebody. Serious, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, he was he was he was confused. Like he's into black women, but he was confused by all the horse hair that they wear. So he just thought that he, he was with a black woman. He was like, yeah. she got a big ass, yeah, you and know, she got this long, big ass, yeah, yeah, long blonde weave. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. And you know, sometimes that that little head thick for us, man. I understand him as zero. <laughs> all right, man. So, um, Kyle, this person uh, on Twitter yesterday told me if I ever want to go to Comic Con. That we'll have free room and board and free tickets. We just got to get to San Diego. And I was like, I might take you up on that. But then I read this article. Comic-Con and all Comic-Con and all this nerdy fun and games. Uh, or it's all nerdy fun and games until someone loses an eye to a razor-sharp stiletto. Or a two-foot-long machete. Yeah, two-foot-long machete, according Elon James says it's the most ratchet weapon known to man. Or an honest to Rambo AR-15 rifle. Wait, wait, wait. Nerds? Wait, nerds. Yeah. IT guys and all these nerds have machetes and AR... What the fuck? I thought nerds would get pushed over. I'm sorry. Right, so wait. I can't a nerd with a machete. Oh, there was there was white on white violence at Comic Con. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> what we are trying to do, said a member of the Cons Weapons Check Pro team, uh, who wouldn't give his name, is keep people from getting hurt and the Comic Con from getting sued. When Frodo enters the convention center, say, <laughs> "Man, this writer got jokes." Say someone from 
Someone from a team of 10 ex-cops makes sure his replica Middle Earth sword can't knock off any real world limbs. Now that I agree with. Yes. And maybe I will go to this. Real swords can't get in? Okay. Yes. Alright, I can yeah. fuck with y'all Comic Con because that's a ratchet weapon. Um, Weapons that pass this inspection are marked with a bit of sparkling tape. Those that don't are held until their owners leave. Uh, so, okay, so if you don't you pass inspection, they take your your gun. Yes, right. And make you until you leave. That's right. Friday, the pile of seized weapons included two machetes, one dagger, a commando style K bar knife, and a lead pipe. No rifles, unlike Thursday when a fan tried to end, enter with an actual AR-15. Who are these people that think they get this shit in there? Also, this is stuff they found to get in. They're trying their best to be authentic, and they're going overboard. Wow, yeah, that's too authentic. I'm glad they checking though. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's there's no telling what they because <laughs> you know it's a bunch of versions. They ain't had nothing else to do with that time, man, and they trying to outdo each other with their costumes. Pretty soon, somebody's gonna go overboard and somebody's gonna get hurt big time. Uh, Leander man arrested for creating fake sex ad for his ex. Oh. This man has been charged with felony online harassment after he placed a fake Craigslist ad of, of his former girlfriend, suggesting she was looking for a sexual encounter. Jason Eric Leonard was arrested on July 19th, stemming from an online posting on Craigslist casual encounter section in May that he apparently created to harm the victim. The woman victim told police that on May 26th, she started receiving a number of phone calls from men indicating she had posted an advertisement looking for sex with her real name and phone number. Damn. One of the callers even sent a text message photo of male genitalia to her cell phone. The victim, who is white, why is that important, Karen? We're going to find out. Okay. Yeah. Also learned about the fake Facebook page that was set up with her information but had a photo of an Obese black woman's butt in a suggestive pose. Wow. Okay, okay. It's, getting, it's getting more interesting. No, it stated that she worked at Sugars, an Austin strip club, according ah! to the felony complaint. Sugars. Now here's the. Now here's the one thing I will. Ha- I have to make a note of. Yo, it's ratchet out here, man. I do not believe. Oh, I do not believe that that black woman was obese. I think she had a fat ass. P H A T. Yeah. And white people stay, like they think that Serena Williams is fat. Serena Williams not fat. She looks good. Yeah, I hate I hate that that, that definition of thin should fit ours, man. I'm like, yo, she I I can tell my friend at work, yo, she's thick, man. I like that. She alright, man. You you like all that jiggle? Nigga, yeah, you don't like that jiggle? Yeah, you just fucking a flat boy. But if, you know, yeah. you know what? M- more power to these people because they don't like the kind of women I don't like. So, theory- yeah, theoretically, that's more for everybody else, so fuck it. But, I don't think this woman was obese. I think she had a fat ass. It was nice and juicy. And then she saw that, and she was like those white girls at the beginning of Baby Got Back, you know? <laughs> oh, um, my God. Thank you. <laughs> so, police uh, contacted Facebook and Craigslist and obtained the IP addresses used to create the fake accounts, which led them to Leonard. Leonard told police he was angry because he thought his former girlfriend had been telling people he had beaten her up. Well, this is not really helping. You no, know? It's not. I'm not abusive. But yes, I'm trying to make sure that niggas are texting you pictures of their dick and trying to fuck you. And specifically, he's a de- deviant motherfucker because he specifically wanted black men to contact her. You, yeah, like, you peep, you peep that? He deviant for even just searching the fucking uh, Craigslist like that, man. 
Yeah, but they, he deleted the two pages shortly after he created them. But uh, hopefully they put his ass under the ground. Fuck yes, him. I hope they did. All right, last story of the day. Um, and it's been a great day so far. Uh, woman's bullets fell out of a gun just before she tried to shoot a cop. Wow. Oh, go straight to jail. <laughs> Do not pass go. No. Right? Chandra Kidd. <laughs> no. Chandra Kidd didn't realize her gun was empty when she tried to shoot a Chicago police officer. All of the bullets fell out when she was running from the officer. Unfortunately for her, the officer's gun was loaded and the officer shot her in the buttocks. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying gonna lose his bullets. Shot, you shot me in the ass. <laughs> you shot me in the ass, Jake. <laughs> oh, you motherfuckers! <laughs> that just remind me of that one scene with Trey today. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out what you got. <laughs> I put cases on all you niggas. Pelican Bay, twenty four hour knock my lockdown. Shoot program, nigga. Um, on Thursday, kid was sentenced to fifty five years in prison to double nickel. Yeah. 55 years of her bullets fell out? Man, you can't be shooting at cops and just right on the officer? You, she lucky she didn't get the death penalty. Yeah, that's true. She and he could have killed, legally killed her, man. Yes. I mean, the immediate death penalty. Like, bullet to the face. Yeah. Die. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, unlock, she got unlawful possession of a weapon by a felon and attempted murder. In May 2007, officers were investigating a report of shots fired near 78th and Burnham when they stopped a car kid was riding in. She ran, and when an officer caught her, she stuck a gun in the officer's chest and pulled the trigger. But the gun didn't go off. The officer and kid struggled, and they fell down. When they got up, she stuck the gun in the officer's chest again and pulled the trigger. It didn't go off again. I'm surprised they blow her head off for that. Dude, that's like one thing. That's one thing. When people, a lot of people hear about police shootings and they immediately jump to the police is crazy. They Mm -hmm. killing everybody. But that's one thing I will say, man. man. They are better people than me because I would kill the shit out of you. And all she got is a shot in the butt. Like not even, not even fast. Like a shot in the ass is good. That's where I would have started. Cause if, cause, cause guess what? If, if her gun would have been full, she'd have killed him. Yeah, a shot in the ass is a good start. That's to slow her down. Yeah, like that's just a good start. I'm like, oh, like I'll be talking shit. I'll be walking around like, oh, so we just trying to kill motherfuckers on the street. Wow. Okay, well, let me see your kneecap, son. Ah, you start kneecap. dancing around. <laughs> yeah, you won't need that in prison, bitch. Oh, man, this dude. That's a uh, restraint, man. That's that that's a uh, good officer training cuz that to to have someone actually shoot at you like she you put it to a point blank. It wasn't like she was running and she tried to lick off a shot real quick and keep yeah. running. They were struggling. Right. And no best can stop that. Man, that's 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 officer restraint right there. Dude, and the thing is like she was trying to murder you, dude. Yes, two times. Twice. It yeah. had like all I'm saying is, dude, I, training goes out the window when you think you' about to die. Like I'm just trying to live, man. She's lucky she didn't get. Ooh, man. And on top of that, honestly, she's lucky she didn't kill him because she'd have killed him. She'd have definitely got death penalty. Well, she might have got away with it. Who knows what would happen? But um, That's true. police later found that the cylinder of Kid's gun had opened during the chase, and all the bullets fell out. Uh, and they said this is a fitting and just sentence to anyone who would be so bold as to fire a gun at a police officer. We are grateful that this officer was uninjured at this incident, in this incident, and we will continue to prosecute violent crimes against police officers to the fullest extent of the law. I don't blame him. Because you do have to have a code. 
that's the other thing. You have to have like it's illegally people don't like that. They're like, well, when cops do something, people go easy on them, and when uh, people do something to cops, they go hard. And it's like even if the dudes are some of them are corrupt and abusing the power, the law still has to give them some type of code because if it was just like, well, police is just like us, then people wouldn't respect them. They'd be trying to kill these little motherfuckers all the time. Of course, like nobody likes cops. If you could, th- and, that, and that would open them to more corruption too. Yeah, that's true too. Because yeah, then only yeah. only the dirty people would be a cop. Yes, and then then on top of that, man, my I guess my biggest thing is that she was bold enough to not yeah. once she tried this shit twice. Yeah, and all she got is a bullet in the ass. That is all she got. Now, also side note, it took you twice to put this woman down, though, dog. I'm saying. Uh huh. Twenty two year old girl. <laughs> Come on, son. Come on, son. Chivalry is dead when the gun is out. All right. This has been another episode of the Blackout Tips Podcast. We've had uh, two uh, Southern guests. Uh, we have my man Trojan Scooter, author and podcaster, and dude with a broke laptop right now. But he was <laughs> he came on the show anyway and uh, promoted his book, um, Young Black and Educated. And also his podcast, Sex Sports Sneakers and Sneakers. And then of course your website has got some cursing in it. What was that one? Um the for the blog is yeah. sportsexsneakers.blogspot.com. Okay. And for the uh, actual podcast it's com. Okay. Alright, cool, man. I have links for those in the show notes. And of course our other dude was Kevo, who we've been on his show, but now you guys got to hear Kevo. Um, oh, fine. Then uh, his, you can go to com or you can go on uh, iTunes and search Beating the Block and it's DA Block, not T A G. Yeah, the thing about that is that that's the name of it. used to be like my little mixtape label and I kind of kept it, but now I'm kind of regretting it because I'm getting older. <laughs> and then the website spelling is all wrong, but I'm going to ride it out a little bit longer and see where it goes. So yeah. y'all just visit. It's B E A T I N. D-A-B-L-O-C-K Well luckily I came up with the name for this podcast when I was over 30 because if I had been like 25 it would have been like the nigga that tips and nobody would <laughs> nobody, nobody would have listened to this shit um, But anyway man thank you guys for listening of course you can go to our website theblackgowtips.com donate to the show uh, make sure you guys sign up for the forums uh, go to iTunes leave us a 5 star review Join our page on Facebook. Tell your friends to join our page. Let them join in on the ratchetness. Uh, if you're not afraid of your racist, segregated co-workers, tell they ass too. Um, <laughs> you can always go on Stitcher Radio and, and favorite us or go on Podomatic. You can follow us on there by creating an account. Um, also, call the show 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. Go to the Black Guy Tips uh, at gmail.com to email us. And we read those on Saturday. Um, and we're and, on Google Plus. Yeah, we're on Google Plus. I'm Rodimus uh, Space Prime. Yeah. I'm say that again. Say that again. Yeah, first name Rodimus, last name Prime. Uh, you guys all got on Google Plus, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Google Plus. I go by my government name. So, oh, okay. If you want to actually add, uh, want me to add you, you got to send me a DM or something. Send me a DM <laughs> on Twitter. Cause yeah. I ain't put my government name out on the street. I'm on the street, so niggas can come. Oh, that's what your name is. Right. Uh, okay. I, I, I ain't trying to face all that slander. I get enough side, you know, side looks from just from the normal shit I tweet. What so, about you, Kev? I'm at uh, Kevo L on my uh, Google Plus. It's my 
street name Kevo and uh, first letter of my last name L. I, I joined Google Plus at like 12 o'clock in the morning, so that's the best I can come up with. But just just search for Kevo L and then you'll find me. All right, cool, man. Well, until next time. Uh, oh, also this show is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions, who says get your motherfucking ass to Charlotte so you can be in a goddamn movie, idiot. Yes, sir. Stop procrastinating. Stop if you got some lazy. type of acting background, some type of improv background, any type of comedic background. Get your pennies, nickels together, borrow money from your mom, whatever it takes for you to get to Charlotte. Get on the silver screen. Um, and auditions will be held in Charlotte, August 1st, 5.30 p.m. only. So, uh, anyway, until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah.
y'all Hanging for hoes and bitches with my thing on players balls, yeah So now I step, rather walk with that pimp Flip on my niggas are at East Point With that Charlie Park pimp smoke down It's time I wanna end it on this track So I pass it to my partner and step back up in my gallery Step up in my shoes, you crew sitting on truth And both for the hoes only when we roll the true Atlanta's got me blue Just on this beaming and statement that I'm listening Rather claiming 2020 got me hanging to the side Full of pride, now ain't that something I'm shipping into your hood, this ain't real But I'm bumping, bumping out the road Just dodging, if y'all miss it Big Kill City, my PA, outcast Something for your listings